My name's Owen, and I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants 5th Edition Homebrew Campaign. Hi, I'm Ali. I'm playing Lyra, the Eldarin Spore Druid, and she is just a little bit obsessed with mushrooms. Hi, my name's Simon. I'm playing the character of Ember. I'm a wildfire druid who's on a quest to be the very best there ever was. Hi, I'm Dave, and I'm playing Harry Harrington, the Harringon, the roguish merchant with the heart of gold. My name is Christian. I'm playing Bartholomew, the romantic dancing owl and paladin of devotion. Hi, my name is Matt, and I'll be playing Niles Silverwind, the Owlin, Way of the Sympathy Hey guys, I'm Jared. I play the character of Thrain, the boisterous frost giant Goliath, half of the giant Barbarian. Hello, and apologies to those of you wearing noise-cancelling headphones with the volume right up. Um, Welcome back (laughs) to the Lost Archives. It is lovely to see all of your gorgeous faces once again. We are here for some 5th edition homebrew shenanigans. Uh, Return of the Giants campaign tonight. We are very, very eager to get started. Before we do, though, only a couple of little fun things to share. First thing to share, uh, Ali, unfortunately, is... Potentially not able to make it tonight. We're still a little bit unsure whether or not she'll be jumping in for the second half of the session or not. Um, I will play the character of Lyra until she joins us or until the end of the session, whichever actually occurs. Um, But unfortunately, Ali can't make it. For those of you watching on the screen, you'll see her um, picture is grayed out. For those of you listening, um, I will do my best to do an impersonation of Lyra's voice. Um, It is not the easiest one to do for me, so I will give it my all. (laughs) I will commit. Uh, it's not quite as easy as uh, covering for Brandon in the Avatar session, who uh, I can imitate absolutely perfectly to the point where, as I jokingly say things for his character, I have been I've been told by podcast listeners they genuinely do not know who is doing that character voice at the moment. Um, wow. Can't do that with Ali though. Not quite as well. It's just this voice, mate. It's pretty easy to do. I think most Australians can do it. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right, yeah. right, right. Cheers, but <laughs> exactly. Any any Aussie can pull that one out. Um, that is the first first minute. So Ali won't be joining us tonight. Maybe, at least, definitely not for the first half. Possibly for the second. We'll uh, we'll keep you posted during the uh, during the session. This is an evolving situation. Um, the other fun news to share is that uh, you will have just watched the brand new character introduction video because the only two people who have not yet recorded their character intros will have already recorded them. So you you know who Christian is. We don't need to hey. specially introduce him because it's already been done. But, Christian, where were you this weekend? Uh, I was doing more work. Uh, it's, it's nonstop. Um, yeah, no, we were at uh, Supernova Brisbane, uh, Bris Vegas's Supernova, uh, which was nice and flashy. Lots of awesome cosplays. Uh, some friends of ours there doing Q&As with Fate's Grip. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, we were running it under the title of Arcane Adornments. Not so, not my business personally with Hermes D and D, but my partners, um, who we've sort of been building both of them together. Uh, first under Hermes D and D, and then her spreading out now, uh, selling her dice potions, her little earrings. Uh, we ran a, a rally, a rally, a raffle. We ran a raffle uh, for a life scale sized. Uh, let me just measure it around that big. 
statue miniature of the Demogorgon, um, which I didn't realize he's actually that big. I thought he was like the size of like an ogre or a large size. No, he's about the size of an ancient dragon. He is crazy size. So we raffled that off and um, we actually went for a drive today on my day off and delivered that to the winner uh, who was about half an hour away from us. But no, it was a really successful event. Tons of fun. Saw heaps of people. I didn't see Owen. He doesn't love us enough. So cool. I was, away. I was away on the weekend. Sorry, guys. <laughs> couldn't couldn't make it this year to Supernova. Um, definitely will be there next year, though. That does kind of lead in nicely. Um, yeah, for the Supernovas, look out. You'll you'll see us around at Supernovas. I'm just gonna say that and give a smile. Um, not this one because it's already gone and I didn't go. But the next one, <laughs> hang around for it. The, the I should also add those dice potions that you're describing for those who may not know what they are and not be able to picture them. Imagine a, a essentially a little healing potion jar filled with beautifully colored liquid with um like metallic flakes throughout and, and metallic glitter that gives this kind of like mirage effect when you shake it and a, and a d20 inside so that when you turn the bottle upside down the d20 rolls inside the liquid and then floats to the top of the jar and gives you a roll yeah exactly yeah uh, it's got a nice wax seal and rope on the top so it looks very antique oh they're gorgeous uh, and then when you yeah swirl it and shake it around and then uh, flip it 180 um, yeah you get a magic eight ball roll so it makes for a very flamboyant death save at your session oh and if people were obviously i should say people are obviously very excited to get these where would they go to get access to these uh, these dice potions um I know that she's been <laughs> you can her. tell we prepared this segment earlier <laughs> we definitely did uh, i think she's yeah that's right i thought so so we did originally have a we still have a website under hermes dnd where she was selling everything but um yeah she has set up a uh etsy store i think nice. i'm just having a look at it now but you should be able to find all the links on the facebook of um, hermes dnd or the facebook of arcane adornments um so give them a, I, will, just a I will also get that etsy link and chuck it as a pinned comment obviously lovely just to save um, everyone some time as well <laughs> but yeah if you just check the socials we've got a link to all the different um uh other socials as well as uh, online stores so that way you can buy some stuff we can send it out to you if you're unable to make it to any of the events that we go to tabletop con oz comic con uh, supernova, supernova um briz brizcon all the the fun ones packs we didn't go this year but hopefully next year um and if you're unable to get to any of those maybe you live a little bit more rural i grew up in the country too and it sucks sometimes when that's the case a, a three-hour drive to anything that's cool uh you can just yeah buy it online and we'll send it out to you instead there you go cool. can't say better than that that was the second last announcement, or second announcement. It is both, as there are only three announcements to share tonight. The third announcement being that our Avatar Legends campaign, uh, Book One, Embers of War, is drawing to a close. Next week is actually going to be the very last session of that campaign. Um, we are going to do a little Christmas epilogue uh, special as well, just before we wrap up for the year. But for those of you who have been watching the Avatar Legends campaign, that campaign is coming to a close 62 episodes um we originally were planning to do 20 and it was originally going to be a political intrigue campaign exploring the rise of the fire nations uh, sort of like militaristic <laughs> arm it became a hunt across the world for four elemental spirits um the players 
the, the the story I offered them, they did a complete 180 on and went the opposite direction, and uh, we abandoned that storyline within the first like five sessions and went for the spirits instead. I um I made a I made a sudden moment of improvisation describing some like a rumors of a spirit fish that I thought would be like just add a bit of add a bit of character to the Sea Wong Desert, the the desert from uh, uh, that you you find the the big magnetic rock in that where uh, uh, Ang loses Upper. I just thought, oh, look, I have a little hint of spirits. I've not done anything with spirits. I was like, oh, yeah, and there's rumors of spirit fish. The players, uh, much like the fish, were hooked onto that immediately, and that became pretty much the focus of the campaign from there on out. Uh, so if you have not already watched the Avatar Legends campaign, I do thoroughly recommend it. It is going to be, by the time you catch up, it will be completely finished, this new one. Fret. You can't blame them. The fish could have been a princess for all they know. It could have been. That's true. It, the moon is, or it will be, I guess, in our timeline. It's still easy yet to be. <laughs> Um, so we, yeah, if you, if you're looking for a, for a long, a long session, that's not just uh, a long story. That's not just D and D. If you're looking for a different type of, uh, type of tabletop game to watch avatar legends is going to be complete by the time you watch it. If you, if you've not already started, it is not over. However, we will be doing a second campaign book two will be starting up next year. I'm not going to reveal too much about it, but it is going to be taking place in the past before the events of our first campaign. So we're going even earlier back before Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, I won't spoil too much, but it's going to be lots and lots of fun. And uh, over the Christmas break, I'll be working on the new character arts and we'll be uh, getting all of that uh, ready to sort of come online and, uh, and be uh, up in the Discord over the next few days. The only other fun piece of news I have is a pretty quick one. Uh, this is just for the uh, the lovely YouTube viewers. Um, we just were given, like within a couple of days, a couple of days ago, we're given early access to some of the YouTube partner program features. So we are now YouTube partners, even though we have not yet hit that thousand subscribers, which is crazy. Um, we've been given access to a couple of key features. The one that I want some feedback and I want some comments on is the memberships section. So on YouTube, you can sign up uh, to be a member of a channel and get access to some extra content. My question to you guys is, what would you like to see as that extra content? I'm not sure yet whether we will set up a channel membership. I think if there's enough value add there, I would love to. So you let me know, what do you think would be worth having a channel membership of? Um, I see you've typed Topix into our uh, chat there, Christian. Thank you for that. Um, I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> I think, I, Owen, what you should do is like an ASMR video of you just whispering sweet nothings for 15 minutes. I have had one or two people joke that the Lost ASMR Archives is a great name for a channel. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is good, actually. So, I'll think about it. Um, look, I, they, I know some people did really enjoy I did like a quiet playthrough of um, uh, The Wandering Village. I didn't deliberately set out to do like an ASMR video. It was just really early in the morning. I didn't want to wake my partner. So like I did the whole thing sort of talking gently into the microphone like this. People did oh. seem to like that. So maybe I should just do more of that stuff. <laughs> Let me know if, if you have any suggestions as, as I'm taking all suggestions on, um, including Christian's suggestion there. It's in the, it's in the box. Um, I don't know how likely I am to take that on board and actually use it, but thank you for the suggestion, Christian. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Um, but yeah, if, if you have any specify suggestions. It doesn't That's true. Um, one of the things I was thinking of is having some behind the scenes content. So before we go live on Twitch, we often have like a little bit of a joke around session. I thought maybe some commentary sessions could be kind of fun too. The other Mate, thing that... Yeah? Half of them hear that anyway. 
you just always, the Twitch people do. I know. But the, the, thing, the, main, the main one I think I would really like to look at is maybe a lore series um, that would be only in, under the channel membership for a month and then it would be up for everyone to watch. So it would, I'm not going to lock anything behind a paywall forever. It's all going to be just temporary so that it can be can be. I I don't know how comfortable I feel with the paywall as a concept at all. So that's why I want feedback. What do you think would be worth it for the channel membership? Gen genuinely want some feedback because this is all kind of new. And I want to make sure that it's actually something worthwhile that you think is good. Um, so yeah, let me know in the comments or on our Discord or on Facebook or whatever social media you follow. Just let me know. I'd be really keen to get your feedback on it because uh, I think it could be cool, but I want to make sure that it's what people want and that there's a good value add there for people. All right, that's all my announcements. Let's play some D&D. Let me do a recap. Woo! We'll yeah. jump into the session. Keyed. We'll jump into the session. Um, now, we were two players down last week, Simon and Jared. No, you were here, Jared, weren't you? Um, no, no, I was here. No. just didn't have the video. Which the visible. Yeah, so. Simon and Jared. I um, There's not... You didn't miss out on too much crazy stuff, and I've got a bit of a recap to get you back into the moment, but um, I didn't have your characters do too much stuff in your absence, as is my, as is my norm. Um, although you will have to explain uh, both of you what you were doing briefly during this uh, the last thing that happened in the session, which I'll go over now because I'm going to jump in and just get an idea of what you would have been, what your characters would have been doing during this period of time. So let me do a recap, and we'll jump straight into that. Oh yeah, that's the that's the power start music. That's awesome. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> that's that's the go music. All right, the go music. The Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea, has formed a brand new team. Lyra, Niles, Harry, Ember and Thrain are now delving deep below the earth, into the Underdark, seeking to investigate rumours of stone giants taking territory over from the dwarves and arming for war. The team had previously been spending some time in the merchant city of Oxenfurt, the home of the Tempest Guild headquarters, the Night Hall. Reports from a group of Sverniblin, Deep Gnomes, uh, had just reached the city, and the team immediately travelled to the nearby town of Greennest to investigate. Meeting with three Deep Gnomes, the group learns that the uh, Duragar, Deep Dwarves, were causing massive problems for the more peaceful denizens of the Deeps, taking slaves for some massive excavation. This information seemed to confirm the fears of Mira that the Stone Giants are behind these recent excavations for the purposes of arming for conflict. It soon became apparent to the team that the gnomes were currently suffering from some form of poisoning their mood and affect overly cheerful when discussing pretty dark matters. With the only hope of curing the gnomes lying in the darkness below, the team began their descent, and after hours of passing through an enormous spiral tunnel carved by a purple worm, the team found themselves in an open cavern, stalagmites and stalactites rising from the floor and uh, ceiling on all sides, the room lit by the soft illumination of bioluminescent mushrooms. It turns out that this was actually an ambush site, an ambush only briefly averted by the timely intervention of Dream, an owlin who had been lurking down in the tunnels below looking for a way out of the Underdark. After dispatching two ropers and a rather dangerous Darrow, the team had a bit of a catch-up with Dream, asking a few questions, getting to know a little bit about this strange Owlin, and deciding that there was safety in numbers, that they could work together as a team and uh, make their way through the Underdark and investigate these rumours of stone giant uh, conflict. After Dream was able to heal the gnomes of their poisoning and the gnomes requiring a little bit of time to sleep it off, the team made their way deeper, heading for where they thought the gnome village might be. Uh, Ember and uh, Dream kind of taking a bit of point 
with their tracking skills, uh, while Lyra attempted to fashion some armor and shields out of the nearby Zerkwood, uh, massive like fungus-like trees. Arriving in a forest, the team had their first encounter with myconids, strange mushroom-like people, bipedal, made of uh, fungus strands in mycelium, who appeared to be rather friendly, inviting the group back to the circle and offering them sanctuary from the dangers of the Underdark. Arriving in the myconid colony, the team found that this was actually a mournful time. The myconids uh, preparing some sort of ritual to farewell what looked like a, a younger childlike myconid. While most of the team uh, decided to assist with the ceremony, Dream actually performing a, a surface uh, surface uh, world inspired funeral rite, um, Ember holding above the drift globe to allow for bright sunlight to shine upon the glade. Harry decided that he would uh, use this opportunity to quickly frisk the pockets of all those nearby just to see what was on them. After attempting it's almost to... almost as if some external force compelled me. Some, yeah, almost as if some external force compelled you, someone <laughs> spending Twitch, Twitch channel points to do such a thing. Um, after attempting to frisk the body currently having funeral rites performed on it, the body that everyone was looking at, the entire party and the circle of myconids, um, Harry picked a much more easy target, the spore servants. It turns out that the myconid colony also uses a number of reanimated corpses, fungus growing through their bodies, joints, animating them and allowing them to move but not providing them with any level of intelligence. An easy target for Harry to pickpocket. We left off last session as Harry successfully scored some loot from the pockets of the spore servants, a number of uh, Duragar, some half-elves and uh, humans who had been reanimated by the Myconids, and Dream finished his funeral rites. A, uh, almost like a dance-like... I said like a, maybe like a Carter-like dance, a martial arts-like dance. It's more that than a dance-like martial arts. It's the other way around, isn't it? More like, yeah, a dance that resembles martial arts. Yeah. While that is going on, uh, and Lyra was also assisting with that, that is where we left off last session. While that is going on, and while that is completing, Ember, I had you activate the the drift globe to allow for some brighter, the light stone to, to create some sunlight in the area uh, while that was happening. Is there anything else that you would be doing during this time? Um, observing, looking, learning. What would what would yeah? What would Ember be thinking? Well, I mean, I don't think I'd would encountered another creature like this before. So I'd be trying to learn as much as I can about the plant life actually becoming you know uh, actual like an actual race. Trying to learn as much as I can about them and maybe asking a few questions. Yeah, you know what they think, what they do, how they you know do they sleep, anything like that. Yeah, for the, for the moment while this is, when you first arrived, it, it looked like the entire circle, roughly about 20 individual myconids were um, very focused on this on this ceremony. And it is, it is currently going on while you are uh, in the area. During this time though, I'd say, do you want to make a nature or a survival check? Your choice, and we'll see what you kind of learn. Let's go for the survival check. So that yeah. is 15. 15. As you watch the myconids, yeah, these are bipedal creatures resembling um, resembling like humanoid forms, but with a much more varied appearance. The size of them 
they generally stand sort of about five feet to anywhere up to about eight or nine feet tall. Some are quite tall and skinny uh, with very pale, um, pale skin color, while others tend to be much more stocky, folds of what look like orange bracket fungus growing across their body. They don't wear clothes. Their, their body is actually designed and grown in such a way that it forms these natural contours that kind of resemble from a distance um, layered clothing or, or armor in some cases. You can see some of the Mycanids actually have very tough mycelium strands forming these um, almost like armor-like spikes. They tend to be quite colorful for the most part, the, the beautiful colors of the, of the fungi, often with patches of bioluminescence as well shining through. Interestingly, you've noticed since you got here, none of them have any mouths or noses, just these glowing eyes sunken into the sockets of their heads. And they all communicate telepathically. As soon as you entered the circle, the spores that you were breathing in allowed you to kind of feel the minds of those around you and has allowed you to communicate with the, the myconids. Um, it often sounds like overlapping voices rather than individuals. The myconids almost seem to share a, a colony-like mind and the spore servants react to them you, you when you first walked in you noticed a, a large hook horror a giant almost like dinosaur looking creature with massive bone hooks uh, coming out of its front arms um, following the directions of a myconid that simply pointed and thought uh, an instruction towards it you would have felt the instruction felt that moment of connection as you watch the myconid command it uh, are there any other questions that Ember might be asked I think that kind of answered most of the questions you're wondering how they're what they are and what they're doing yeah and yeah. i mean any obviously i'd probably be kind of interested in their culture because again they're i mean they're fungi fungi yeah. <laughs> so, they are fun they are fun guys too from, from what fun guys so far. yeah yeah but, uh, <laughs> having a, a, a ritual at the the moment so just you know learning yeah. as much as i can about that and trying to take it all in i suppose so yeah, Ember, Ember at this point is learning and observing as a, as a wildfire druid is wont to be. I, I would say given your, I mean, your druid circle is all based on the use of fire to get rid of decay and get rid of um, areas that, that can then be encouraged to grow much more vibrant and much more healthy after a fire has been through. Um, a lot of ecosystems are kind of built around the concept of fire helping to, to re-energize the land. I mean, the Australian ecosystem in particular is a very fire-dependent ecosystem. Um, you also would know, though, that mushrooms and fungi play a very important role in that cycle as well. I mean, fungi are vital in breaking down dead and decaying matter. They actually speed up that process and allow nutrients to be recycled back into the, the ecosystem. Interestingly, the way they're performing this ceremony does seem to be not too dissimilar from how the wildfire druids perform a funeral rite. Um, the idea of returning one back to the earth, burning their body into ash, and then sprinkling that ash back into the earth and covering it to, to allow it to become fertilizer for, for new life. The way they're describing this process and the, and the way they're going through the ceremony, even as, uh, as Dream does this dance in front, you can see them beginning to actually move the earth underneath and begin placing this body wrapped in what looks like a number of seeds and spores that each myconid steps up and places into the body. Very, very, yeah, not too dissimilar from how the wildfire druids perform their rites. Yeah, so there's there's some overlap in what you see. Now, the other person I need to ask about, Thrain! <laughs> what would Thrain be doing? Uh, as opposite to uh, Ember as one can be in these matches, I suspect. 
no one's fighting no one's no one's challenging you yeah that's a very good question hence why i asked it i thought it'd give us some good inf- good information all right so i'm i even i am uh, lost for words to be honest maybe that's thrain um, maybe thrain is just watching and observing i mean there there is a great deal of respect for for ceremony in the uh, in the frost giants and i'm assuming that kind of has been passed down to the uh, to the descendants of the frost giants and those um, yeah, to those Goliaths who have that yeah. first giant heritage. So maybe maybe this is a time where Thrain actually is also lost for words. Just just as you are, Jared. Maybe Thrain also is just watching and, and taking it all in. I think though for sure that he'd be eyeing off the hook horrors because actually I think actually I think to be honest, I think he'd be really Maybe yeah, I think just taking in the spectacle, being such an alien thing, mm. especially where he's from, um Seeing like all the dead corpses walking around is like that's probably like he isn't so much like freaked out or anything, he's just like fascinated because that means there's more people to fight. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean some oh. of these guys are huge, Thrain, as you look at them. I mean, you watch as uh, one of the uh one of the three Mycanids in the center with a almost like what looks like a crown like mushroom cap growing out of their heads. I mean, he's eight feet tall built oh. like a like a tank i mean oh, he'd be it'd be a challenge to to fight or even an arm wrestle he'd be very i mean that'd be a feather in your cap if you could beat him i think i think he's definitely interested in that but i think like you said before a funeral and stuff like that like the ceremonies in the goliath lands at least very they take it a bit more seriously so thrain might actually as funny as it sounds, probably be on his best fit behavior. Like I would, I would say he's probably sitting there. His legs are probably twitching. He's like tapping his foot probably because he's still like wants mm. to get out and do things. But he's trying his best, especially seeing like all his friends around him, like except for Harry. <laughs> Harry, <laughs> Harry really disappears. Harry got a natural so twenty on his stealth check. Harry's gone. That's, you have yeah. no idea where Harry is. You haven't seen the bunny in a. In a couple of minutes now he, he, he's replaced himself with like a scarecrow version of harry just in the background no one can see he watches one of the ears slowly <laughs> falls down <laughs> but yeah i think i think i would be sort of yeah i'll just be watching like i'm learning from my friends that they're, they're all being very respectful and I, right now very quiet they're doing their things so like i would sort of be watching like i said he's still tapping his foot because it's thrown but for Perfect. once, he's not being a massive disturbance. Brilliant. As the ceremony draws to a close, as Dream, you finish your your performance and your your um, I'd say like your dedication to the to the the Mykonid child. The three uh, main Mykonids, the three that were standing in a circle, the three sovereigns stand aside as the last of the the other Mykonids are a much smaller. Uh, very spindly, almost like um, oh, what are those mushrooms called? Like the, not the oyster mushrooms, but the really tall, spindly ones that you use in. Um, oh man, I'm having a mental blank on uh, mushroom types. That's okay. I will come back to it and uh, remember what it is later. Um, walks up and places a, a seed inside, and then uh, and then steps back again. Um, as the ceremony draws to a close, the three sovereigns stand forwards and begin moving the earth back over the body and you hear all around you multitude of voices all speaking at once 
From death comes life. From life. Life comes death. Death. Just overlapping whispering. And then as they finish the ceremony, the three sovereigns turn and begin walking down towards you. As they approach you, Dream, first, they each place a hand on their chests and then reach the hand out towards you, palm up. And you watch as a multitude of brightly glowing spores trail behind them, almost like a nova, and begin hovering above their hands. Please, outsider, topsider, we have a gift gift for you. Um, hmm. I'm going to look over towards the rest of my recent companions, I guess, um, more predominantly the Swift Nerblin, yeah. just for a brief second and sort of like raise my eyebrows, mainly over to like Noose, seeing if they know if this is dangerous or not. Yeah, during during this period of time, the two other Sverniblin seem to have Sverniblin? Sverniblin. I am going to say deep gnomes. Uh, two other deep gnomes <laughs> um, have awoken. And yeah, you, I mean, you watch them uh, as they as they stand towards the back, wide-eyed at the, uh, the horrifying spore servants that wander around. I mean, you can see these are corpses, mushrooms growing through, fracturing the skin, replacing parts of the body with these bracket fungus. I mean, as as you look over and give them a bit of a wide-eyed stare dream, um, they sort of meet your eyes and then immediately look towards the right as a Duragar with no face, just this massive stalk pushing out through the head. And you can see like parts of the bone of the skull still embedded inside this fruiting body of the mushroom. Mm. They sort of just wide-eyed look at this thing as it sort of walks past carrying a, a large um, a large barrel, a barrel stalk uh, sloshing with water inside of it. As uh, Noose is the quickest to recover, the, uh, the slightly younger male deep gnome, as he looks back towards you, Dream, he sort of like looks at the golden spores you watch his mouth sort of open in a bit of a surprise like and then he looks back at you and and nods and gives you a thumbs up okay i'll quietly i'm not gonna think anything as uh i know how important it is to be respectful during um times as far as he's considering it a funeral um so i'm just gonna approach uh and get on one knee i guess in front of the three the three sovereigns as you get down to your knee, there's a moment and you feel confusion from them. And then, none kneel. Kneel in the court, in the circle of the sovereigns. Uh, apologies. Um, I don't know if I should speak or think, but um, uh, I'll get back up. Uh, what is this uh, gift? Gift of our flesh, a gift of our spores. Spores to heal you, to fix you, to renew you when you are injured. Injured. As all three voices speak at once. Uh, How do I... I'm going to look at like the gold spores kind of coming out from their palms. Yeah, you can see it's now forming a dense patch of spores hovering in the air above them. And as it begins to... uh, grow much more dense as it begins to coalesce in a single point um you watch as one of the spore servants a a dark elf uh woman walks over um and pulls out a jar and catches the spores in a jar and seals it with a cork and then holds the jar out for you it would be beautiful the way she does it if it wasn't for the fact that yeah again you can see that her chest has actually been caved in 
and there's fungi growing out the center of her chest. Her completely lifeless gray eyes just turn and look at you blankly as she corks these golden spores and hands, hands them to you. Uh, a little bit of a bow towards her. Not sure if she's sentient or not, but she's trying to be polite. If she is, uh, take it. And bowing back towards the other figures, um, I'm sorry for uh, your loss. You need not give me anything um, during a time like this. You should be thinking about yourselves. So. Oh, but you did. But armor, you could have armor. <laughs> as, as, you, as you speak up, as you speak that up, was, Thrain. that was out of game. That was out of game. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. All right. Um, uh, I wouldn't say that. You may add a. Uh, oh no, they, they. Sorry, they would. They would say this. Actually, they would. They would give you a little bit more information um, about this. Boss. We we thank you, thank you for your compassion, compassion in these times. If you are to fall, fall in combat. These spores will revive you, revive you, but once, once, Damn. if you are quick enough. That's better than armor. These oh. are revivify spores. Um, okay. Whoa. However, Huge. however, there is a tight time frame to get these into somebody who has fallen. <laughs> wow. Unfortunately, uh, actually, they, they would probably share this, actually. We were too late, too late for this little one. Maybe you will be quicker, faster. Well, at least we've helped put this little one to uh, good use. As I try to quickly think on my feet um, <laughs> of how, the, how their culture might be. Yeah, seeing, I, seeing what they're doing. Your instincts prove correct. Uh, if you had said such a thing on the surface, you would have been thrown out of uh, out of any <laughs> any funeral. Right? Yeah. However, down in the depth, actually. Uh, more sacris, more sacris would respect that. That's the uh, there's homebrew religion that deals with undeath in a positive way. Uh, more sacris yeah. would be fine with that. Oh, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's your it's your body. Use it how you want. Um, down in the underdark, this is met with uh, yeah a sense of a sense of connection and compassion through the rapport spores that are uh, floating through the air that you've been breathing in all this time. You feel that sense of compassion. Um, with that, two of the uh, two of the sovereigns begin to walk away. The very large, stocky one and the short one uh, begin to move away, leaving you just um, with the. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Apologies, uh, sovereigns, uh, leaders of this grove. Uh, do they stop? Yeah, immediately. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just keep. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, no. Uh... <laughs> you have no power. Power here. <laughs> Owlin. Yeah. Um, I, my companions were needing some assistance. Uh, we don't know our way fully throughout the Underdark, and I may have led us astray from our where our guides might have once helped us. Would your grove know where um, more of their kind are? And I'm going to point over towards the Swift Noblin. Uh, the the deep gnomes yes we know of several several villages where you can find find more they are dying though more and more we find empty homes the spores will reclaim these lands eventually eventually yes we um oh sorry you go you go you go uh Sorry, you, you mentioned, yes, they've been dying. The same was happening to these 
companions here before I aided them. It was a disease of some kind. Have you or any of your folk discovered the cause of it? Obviously, you wouldn't want to be infected yourself. Is it maybe some sort of fungus? They they sort of look a little bit confused around at each other and then back at you, sort of seeing this interaction and seeing the confusion. Uh, Noose does head on over, especially because you turn around and point at him and then continue talking to the sovereigns. Noose sort of like stands <laughs> there for a bit and then goes, um, yeah, wanders on over up next to you, Dream, and goes, oh, um, why can it use, like, they, they, they see everyone as, like, they don't, they don't really understand individuals and, and they the connection between, like, the land and people, they don't really understand. I Like, it's great. Sovereigns, when you speak of places dying, do you mean my people or do you mean abandoned villages? And he leans back over to you and goes, yeah, I've, 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 I've heard them mention this before when we uh, when we tore down some houses, they described us as uh, as cannibalizing our, our own kinds and that was really confusing for a bit. I, the, the, the way they see stuff is, is very odd. I see. Uh, uh, well... And, oh, yeah, okay. Yes, what what he said. (laughs) Land left unlived, unlived, uncared for, abandoned. Only some remain. Remain. Okay. I'd say Um, all of you are here for this bit, not just if if you wanted to be around, obviously. uh, If you could point us in its direction, that would be amazing unless there is anything else that we could help you with for your safekeeping and hospitality so far it would be rude to ask more of guests guests in our circle but the death of this little one little one must be answered how did this one pass? You said you were too slow. Creatures in the night. Night ambushed us. Tried to break the circle. Circle came from underneath. Creatures fish-like. Biting. Gnawing. Gnashing. Could I do... Um... Yeah, I'd say nature check would uh, probably fit there. Or a survival, your choice. Mm, survival. Mm. Six. Six. Man, if fish are attacking, Enderduck's more dangerous than you thought. <laughs> fish that dig they're... through the ground. Yeah, burrowing <laughs> fish. You've, I mean, you've not heard of any burrowing fish during your time in the Underdark, but it, I mean, that doesn't sound great. Uh, I'll look towards the, as far as I'm aware, famous adventurers from the surface world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm already doing stretches and like sort of like kinking my neck like, okay, we, we killed these fish people. This sounds like it could be fun. What did you all say? Hey, let's let's go. Let's go help these people. These perhaps, people. perhaps. I just sort of, I get caught on people for a second. Like, um, these mushrooms, let's help. What the no, fuck definitely. Are these I definitely think we should help them, but perhaps, um, oh, oh, great ones. Um, are there any uh, traces of these in, of these attackers? Anything that we could perhaps investigate, or have they simply disappeared into the earth, like you say? We can take you, 
take you to the site of the ambush, ambush, the hole these creatures crawled from. They left some bodies, bodies behind. We dare not animate, animate these. They are unworthy. Oh. Looking towards the companion, so I no need someone to look after them, and I'd prefer to get to the surface world if I can. Idea sort of springing in negotiations, um, parlaying something that I've got a bit of history with. Um, how about this, Sovereigns? You mentioned that you would not ask more of us. Why don't we form this into a... a giving of... Uh, each side, uh, something given by us of handling this, these fish people, so this attack does not occur again and your grove is safe, and you provide us with a form of safety. Um, we are needing to travel in the Underdark, which is already a dangerous place, and I've noticed that you have many strong defenses here, including the large bird-like creature with hook arms um, could we potentially once your grove is safe of these fish creatures loan it as a protector until we get to where we're going hmm. and you feel this oh. almost could like I also a... add oh, yeah? something onto that sorry that eight foot thing over there can I have that too please I want to have a sparring partner full time <laughs> pointing to one of the myconids the one that you said was eight foot tall. The yeah, sovereign. The sovereign. One of the sovereigns. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a you said there was one walking around that was eight foot tall that was a corpse. Uh, not a corpse. One of the Mykonids. The Mykonids. Oh, I'll the... still point at him regardless. I don't know. I don't know the difference between the two. No, that's okay. That's fine. Um, there's a, there's a moment. Out, so. There's a moment of of quiet contemplation, and you feel a conversation happening that you're not privy to. There's a sudden moment <laughs> as. There's a, a break of the connection between you and the sovereigns for a moment. The rapport spores almost seem to be blocked by something. And then all of a sudden, the connection reignites again. We are amenable, amenable to such an arrangement. You cannot have one of the sovereigns, however. We are one <laughs> and three. No. I did not know, sorry. Could I have a corpse then? I don't know. The, that one of the biggest ones you have. Well, Thrain, the deal that we're organizing, I, the creature that um, one of uh, Noose referred to as a hook horror, we'll have it as a protector while we're traveling, but that means that you could spar with it while we're traveling. That thing is taller than you or I. But that sort of sort of ruins the thing, though, doesn't it? It's a protector. If I beat the shit out of it, then it's not really going to protect nothing. At least give me something that's a bit more fodder. I deal with that one for fun while I'm down here. I'll look over towards the uh, the Mykonids. Do you know any individuals in your grove that enjoy uh, combat? A test of strength, perhaps? Doesn't have to be one of your people, just one of the things that are walking around and point to the reanimated thing. You wish to fight? Fight, destroy one of the Spore servants. Oh, at least Spa. Not so much destroy, I don't know. A test of strength. Perhaps not destroy. Well. There is one fighter, a fighter in the grove. One who is not a spore servant. 
drow dark elf seeking sanctuary here. Perhaps she, perhaps she will face you in mm-hmm. combat. That could be fun, but no, it's okay. I just really wanted one of those dead people. But, but Thray, that sounds would, like an interesting, an interesting uh, combat. You would like one of the spore servants. Pick one, and it is yours, yours. Perfect. I just picked the biggest one. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably the biggest would be the half-elf uh, who is wandering around. You can see that this looks like a much older corpse that has been almost completely taken over by the bracket fungus. Um, so much so that it is almost in some ways coming to resemble one of the myconids. You can almost barely see the the graying flesh underneath that has been taken over by this mushroom. Um, as you point towards it, there's this sense of momentary connection and you feel suddenly in your mind the, the spore servant uh, will listen to your commands for the next 24 hours. Hell yeah! Ooh. I um, Thrain will start sort of looking at him and f- like sort of like checking out his capabilities. While that's happening, I pass it back to you guys to continue the conversation that I did. Digi- um, like I ran into. <laughs> um, Oh, sovereigns! You mentioned that there is a drought here, um, seeking sanctuary. Yes, she has been here for many days and nights. Actually, no, sorry, let me rephrase. They wouldn't measure time in day and nights. She has been here for many cycles. Cycles. Do you, have you heard much of her story? Would she be open to perhaps a conversation? We, we, we're trying to gain as much knowledge as we can of the Underdark, and having some information from the drow would be useful. You may ask. Ask her yourself, yourself. There will be no fighting in the grove. No aggression in the grove. Oh, 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 no, no, no fighting. No, it's simply a conversation, an exchange of words. That is all I wish. You feel a, a, a sense of affirmation, a sense of acceptance with your words. Um, as as you, uh, I think I, I do want to sort of get back to Dream asking for the hook. Curry. Yeah, Dream, there's a, there's a momentary pause and then the slightly uh, more medium size, let's say the, the medium size myconid sovereign, the one that's about six foot two, um, looks back towards you, Dream, with those very deep purple eyes. You may have loan, loan of our strongest servants until you reach the Sverniblan colonies. Colonies! But we must have it back. It must be here to protect, protect the circle. We are not, not alone. No, I completely understandable. The reason I offer this trade of equivalent exchange is we will not borrow it until you are safe of these these fish creatures. That way you're not left vulnerable uh, to decay. Um, okay, uh, well, I guess there's two goals for us at the moment. Meeting this drow uh, and finding the leftover of this battle. Uh, hoot. Lyra puts hoot. a hand up. Um, I've got a third goal, actually. Um, how do you make more of these? As she points to the spore servants. <laughs> yeah, good point. Like, I want to. Can I? Can I have a chat with some of you guys? Can you take me through how you do this? I, I'd be really interested. Like, I'm. I'm kind of learning how to use fungal magic myself. I. Is that okay? That is. That is amenable. Amenable. 
Yeah, perhaps, Lyra, you should, uh, unless you particularly want to go down with us, uh, it might be good if you stay here and uh, ask some questions. Uh, you seem like the perfect people to, to, to speak to, or the perfect individuals, I should say, about your craft. DM. Hello. Could I please do a history check to see no if I recognize... the DM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's up? History check, yeah. A history check to see if I recognize any of the Durugar. Oh, yeah. You bet you Corpsters. can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as the me- meeting sort of comes to a, a little bit of a close and they're yeah. pointing us in directions, I just want to sort of still listen in one one ear, but just wander a little closer to some of the corpses, yeah. getting a closer look at what facial features and like possibly like leftover tattoos on bits of rotten flesh exist. There are four Durgar, um wandering around currently spore servants of the, the Mykonids. Uh, that is a very good question. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any ways with Paladin of boosting skill checks, sadly. So yeah, just a flat, flat history, I guess. Ah, uh, ten. Not horrible. As you look across the faces and look at the markings, uh, looking for any recognizable features, none of the faces strike you as familiar. In fact, two of these corpses look to be very old indeed. The fungus, again, having grown through much of their internal uh, internal tissues and, and is now reanimating the muscles quite uh, quite effectively. Interestingly, Dream, even, even with your tent, you notice that there's not very many fresh spore servants. This grove doesn't seem to have recently added any spore servants to its ranks. The freshest one you've seen is probably the, uh, the half-elf. Oh no! Sorry, not the half. Oh, sorry, not the half. The one of the Sverniblin, um, who's wandering around as well, definitely creeping out the the three Sverniblin you've been travelling with, um, who are very much uh, keeping a close eye on the the corpse-like Sverniblin as it wanders past them. You do, however, recognise the markings on one of them. The brand that is embedded not just into the dark leathers that it is wearing, but also into its arm, the upper portion of the shoulder, looks very familiar. What looks like an enormous forge with a large chimney out the front, like coming coming out the top, forming this um, pillar in the very centre, almost like a, imagine like a kiln, um, semicircular kiln with a large uh, cylinder coming out the top, and in the very centre, a, uh, a dark section of fire burning across it. You know this dwarf has come from the Iron Halls, where most of the slaves were set to work processing the minerals, the metals, and sorting through the gemstones that had been brought up from the mines. This is not one of the mines, this is one of those from the, uh, the Iron Halls. Okay, and the Iron Halls, just to clarify, this is, is this something I haven't explored, the same uh, slave camp I worked at? Uh, there are a number of slave camps that make up the Iron Halls. It's a nice name for a vast collection, a vast stretching network of slave camps. You don't even know how big, when, when I mean, one of the things that would have been discussed among the slaves is how many others there were down here, and nobody knows. None of the slaves knew these This section of the cavern is so vast and you were allowed so little freedom up onto the higher sections that yeah I, but your camp was definitely one of the ones in the iron halls 
Um, I'm going to, uh, just as everyone's still talking, and hopefully is a little bit of like a trade, um, if it, uh, the mic can see it as again another bit of like a fair giving and taking, just do a quick look, um, whether it's investigation or sleight of hand, to see if this uh, Durigar has any like keys that are hanging from his belt or waist that I may be able to take and bring back to the halls if I ever if we ever get there. I am going to get an investigation check, if I may. Very good Ooh. question. Eight. I could somehow re-roll Ooh. this. Could I actually? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I wanted to be polite when I was doing this anyway. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in an attempt to possibly get some help. Uh... I have opened up a little bit to the party about my um, yeah. uh, ongoings, mm. but not too much. And I'm, I, I feel like I trust uh, Niles more than anyone. Uh, Niles, do you mind just helping me have a look for uh, something for a second? Oh, oh, yes, of course. Yes, Dream. What did you need? Uh, I'm not really sure what I'm looking for. Um, oh. I guess... I a key of some form, um, if he'd be able to either help me get advantage, uh, as this this is very important for Dream at the moment. Oh, of course. Is that uh, you may you may either I I'm probably leaning more towards getting Niles to roll an investigation check because you've already rolled it, but because okay. this is an important no, no. character moment, would you like to roll an investigation check again? No, Question. it makes sense uh, him doing it, so let's do that. As you, as you call him over for a bit of help, Niles, do you want to make an investigation check? Sure. This is this is the time uh, where you want to roll really, really well. I have a negative one to my investigation, so it's gonna be uh, fine. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Hey, hey, thirteen. Is it really the height? No, there's a fifteen from uh, from. uh, Fifteen from second highest. Oh, it's the highest roll. Highest roll. As Niles, as you as you come over and and begin sort of looking through the the pockets of this overgrown, decaying corpse reanimated by mushrooms, <laughs> very clicker style from The Last of Us. As you begin yeah. pouring through the pockets, much of the clothing has actually started to disintegrate. Interestingly, though, at first what looks like uh, very like misshapen and, and uncared for leather armor, you can actually see that the surface of the leather armor is hiding a breastplate underneath. And as you have a bit of a... Like using one of your claws, you just scratch away this overcovering. You can see that there is a breastplate on this dwarf, beautifully made and seemingly unaffected by the overgrown overgrowth of the mushrooms. As you as you look through the pockets, you find no keys, unfortunately. But I mean, this breastplate's pretty nice. You can even see the two two hooks on the shoulder, and then the two hooks on the side that would allow you to unclip it and while you may have to brush off some of the fruiting bodies of the mushrooms doesn't look like this would be too hard to get off i shoot a glance at, at dream and sort of go i don't think this fellow needs this armor anymore um no keys what do you I, think i guess that's another time um uh yes uh, that would be amazing uh any sort of protection is better than nothing down here yes. uh Rather than shooting a glance, again, I'm not really sure whether these things have sentience, and I'm also trying to show respect to them, even if it is just a corpse. I'm going to uh, pass across my water skin and sort of like slip it into its pocket, and then unhook the breastplate and take that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get you to make me either an athletics or acrobatics. Actually, sorry, either athletics or a slider hand check to get this off, depending on whether you want to use dex or strength, because either you're going to have to try and wrench this thing off to break through the uh, the mushrooms. 12 is just enough without causing too okay. much damage. 12 is just <laughs> yeah. enough to get My this off the corpse. My slider hand is not good, so not I'm going to see if I can just like... Am I able to assist it all while I'm there? Yeah, you are there helping. Do you want to yeah. do you want to roll again, Christian, with your athletics check? Hey! Nah, 21's what we. Twenty one's better. 12, 12 was. I'm wrenching this off the corpse. Maybe an arm drops <laughs> off. Twenty one is with two clean swipes. I unhook and tear this away, causing minimal damage to the actual corpse itself. The the, the body of the Duragar doesn't even stop. As soon as you rip this off, it sort of turns and then begins shuffling away. The water skin that you put into its pocket. The, I mean, the act of pulling this off the the pocket kind of disintegrates a bit, and the water skin just drops onto the ground as the Duragar stomps away going oh. back towards its, like, uh, its task. Can I, like, can I catch the water the water yeah, skin like, absolutely. Really quickly? With, yeah, with you got pretty reflexes. you got good you got quick reflexes. Oh. Yeah, you just yeah. catch the water skin. Um yeah, as as you as you pull this off, dream and examine the breastplate, it's beautifully made. This this isn't dwarf make. As you examine it and look it over, you're not sure where this comes from. It almost looks a little bit elven made in some ways. But the flowing designs gives it almost like an organic kind of look to it. It looks old, very old, but still seems to be in very, very good condition. Well, we didn't have any keys by the looks of it, but that is a rather nice little prize we have there. Uh, thank you for this. <laughs> uh, Hoot Brothers and I'll come up for like a high five. <laughs> the two Alan high five each other. Hoot Brothers. Oh. It'll be a hoot. <laughs> the- oh, uh, awesome! Sorry, this is uh, that was that was fun. Um, I uh, it's not often times that I'm able to uh, sort of I, I don't know that as I grab the water skin um, from Niles. Did, did, did we just steal? That's that's so <laughs> naughty. <laughs> well, I mean, um, he wasn't needing it, and uh, I guess you know it'll do better in your hands, well, in your body than than, than it. So I don't think so. I think the mind, and I'll like put the water skin back in now. <laughs> oh, what a rush, right? I know. Oh my god. Um, okay, uh, I guess we should get back. Uh, uh, Harry, uh, Simon, uh, sorry. Simon, wait. Simon's now in the underdark. Oh, oh. oh dear. <laughs> Where are you? Sorry, I, I got distracted for a sec. Where are we wanting to go first? The Well, I just want to ask a quick question for everyone. When does the feast oh, yes. start? Ooh, I, I don't think know if like, eat. I mean, normally feasts happen... Like, with my people, we have, like, half an hour to an hour of the ceremony. Very sort of boring, very, you know, mm. sort of... Then we feast. Why See, is uh, feasting? So, so strange. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the the Mycodids don't seem to have mouths, so I don't know how the feasting happens here. Um, it may be a little bit different to what you're used to in this in in your in your world, or in our world, mm. I should say. Yes, um, their mushrooms. Maybe they eat the ground that they walk on with their feet. Yes. Maybe their mouths are in their feet. Wait, that's a rather peculiar question. How disturbed? These creatures live such sad lives in the middle of feast. Do you want me to? Do you want to? Do you want to sleep tonight? Is, do, you want to, do you want me to describe Go how on, they eat? I'm happy to. Go on, then. You watch Go as on. a number of the Myconids begin walking over to a section where the spore servants had been stacking and, and moving goods. As they 
head on over and pry open what looks like a barrel stalk, you can see that it seems to be full of some sloshing liquid. But as they open it up, a foul smell of rot and decay assails your nose. This isn't full of water. This is full of something that has rotted into almost like a liquid-like state. Oh, yeah. Um, You watch as they begin placing hands through, as their hands begin to open up, revealing interlocking plates, hiding this mass of white mycelium strands that begin expanding outwards. And as they place their hands towards the barrel, dark brown red chunks of whatever this is begin moving up into their bodies through their hands. Oh, there there you go, Thran. Look over there. I think I'm ready to to leave now. You watch as a small strip of fabric uh, is expelled from one of the hands and as it drifts down towards the ground it looks very familiar to the uh, the Dwarga <laughs> or the Duraga clothing <laughs> oh and I um, I run some sessions uh, helping with the uh, NDIS and I really am getting some like uh, mushroom fungi Asperger vibes from you. Uh, no, you, man, you I know, I know. Literally, no, no, I, this is I. I have I have a, a vast general knowledge, surface level knowledge, with no depth of a number of things. I my only interest in mushrooms was to pass microbiology yeah. in my okay, undergraduate degree. Because these last couple of sessions, it no. feels like they're like the back of your heart. No, man. Hands. No, no. <laughs> Photographic memory combined with a, a passing interest to get a good grade during undergraduate. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's uh, this, like this is the level of detail I try and commit to every like to every aspect of, of the world. Um, it's just that you've been here for the underdark section, so you get mushrooms. But uh, when okay, you're back on the surface, okay. I mean, we once so had an entire months worth of prepping this single mic in village. No, no, almost <laughs> no, not not that much. Wow. <laughs> Most most of this I will improvise on the spot. Like all of that, them eating, I was like, "Yeah, let's let's fuck you guys up." And I that was, I just came up with that on the spot. I was like, "Yeah, this 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 sounds right. nasty." Um, no, we we once spent half a session with me coming up with fantasy inspired cocktails on the spot. So this is the this is the shit my players make me do. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, Thrain, do you want to eat some of the corpses as well? <laughs> Jesus. I think I'm ready to leave. <laughs> um, well, no, we're not quite ready to leave. Um, this drow woman might be worth talking to. She might have some information about the Underdark and where we might be going. That could be useful um, to talk to her. A quick question for the DM. Um, <gasps> Hello. Two questions so, for the DM tonight. I don't know, I don't know if we've actually talked about this, but, <laughs> but context on how our races yes. and us so, um, would react to a drow. Yeah, like, for those who may not be like, familiar... That's a good point. Actually, I also was literally about to ask after whatever he was asking if they're friends with dwarves, if we could do like an enemy of my enemy. Yeah. So they're... Yeah, so in, in Nostea, the, the Dark Elves are split down the middle. Those who followed um oh, Wolf, that's right. like same same as the traditional traditional history, and then those who followed Damia, the god of stars. So that both both gods of, of night and darkness, but one god of treachery, spiders and darkness, Loth, one god of stars and adventure and exploration, which is Damia. Um the drow who followed Damir, Damir was one of the prime deities. Um, Lolth was obviously one of the big betrayer gods. Her, Asmodeus, and Tiamat were kind of the, the three leaders of the betrayer gods. Those drow are nasty. Exactly what you know from uh, Faerun or the Forgotten Realms with drow, that is what they are like. The drow yeah. who followed Damir are much more um, much more like a, uh, a race of underground elves 
as you would imagine them, as if they were wood elves. So there's a very like strong social structure, very, very strong political structure, um, very proficient in magic, very strong alliance between the uh, Damir sworn drow um, and the mountain dwarves of Balmia, a very, very long uh, history of cooperation between the two of them. The problem is, you would know that you are nowhere near the mountains of Balmia. You are currently underneath Oshia. You don't know. I think you just don't know what the drow are going to be like down here. What? Um, I guess like what I want to know is as well for my character. Exactly. Do I only know the one like subsect? No. You would have. You would have seen. Yeah. You would never have seen a Loth sworn drow. Um, on the surface, um, they're especially especially those who are true believers in Lord. They actually believe that being touched by sunlight corrupts you and makes you impure. It is a, it is an insult to their goddess okay. to be to be even exposed to sunlight as a Lord. Wow, yeah, yeah, that's hardcore. Hardcore, yeah, yeah. Um, they they okay. the process the process of staying underground is called being in darkened. It is a very like special ritualistic place. Those who were enlightened are corrupted. Those who were in darkened are kept pure. Um, the so, only drow you would have interacted with are those who follow Demir or who have no so stake had, in the war. <laughs> so if we had some sort of like portable sun. <laughs> oh yeah. You would make yourselves uh, enemies of an entire <laughs> race of people uh, uh, hell yeah. extremely cool. quickly. <laughs> okay, are we good. the bad guys? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good to know though about the yeah. drow though. Because so you would have, yeah. you would have interacted, like, you would have interacted with some before, and they've always been mm. those who followed me, those who who were allies during the uh, the ruin. Um, so threatens yeah, like right. waiting for this like happy go lucky conversation. <laughs> well, I guess like like because there's a Goliath, I probably haven't really met or heard mm. of any of the other drow subsect. The, the drow that you've met are probably a bit more like the Eladrin. Um, the Eladrin tend to be a little bit more fae-like than the other elves. They tend to be much more mischievous, much more changeable. Interestingly, the drow have that, the drow who, who followed me have that kind of fae-like um, aspect to them as well still. Um, there's some stuff that you wouldn't cool. know about them, but yeah, the, the, there's still that sort of link to the to the Fey there, and it's much more of the um, mischievous side of the Fey, rather than being like pranksters or tricksters. It's the the idea of deception, glamour, illusion um, that's very like important in their in their belief system in their culture. Thrain comes to get dapped up and instead gets a, a shanked dagger in the side from this wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was thinking actually. Well, that's um, just now says that though about the drown. Oh. Those drow, they dance around too much and they always play pranks on me. I don't like them too much. You, oh, dance around, you say? Well, maybe I'll get along well with them then. Um, with uh, my knowledge of being down here, would oh I Oh man, you have not drow? met a single Demirian drow <laughs> this okay, whole time. Yeah. If oh, you've wow. interacted with any drow, it has been um, from a distance. Um, I would say possibly you've even been through the drow slave no you wouldn't have been through the drow slave market you would have heard stories of it from other other slaves a number of slaves who had been captured by the the lothswan drow and sold to the duragar um to work and what in the do i know line. of the uh, political relationships between duragar and the lothswan uh tenuous uh friction Friction uh, steady, very friction strong. There is a, 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 a let's say like a, a, a the drow of law like look down upon the Duragar as being these like filthy, 
lesser beings. There's a sense of arrogance and entitlement to them. But the Durugar are useful, and so they are tolerated. Um, the the Drow have never been able to fully conquer the Durugar, and there have been some attempts you would have heard of, of many wars between the Durugar and the Drow. Currently, there is an uneasy alliance between the Durugar who still follow the Betrayer Gods and the Drow who still follow Lolth. Given that the Betrayer Gods are sealed away, they've kind of had to work together for survival against the other the other races. Okay. I mean, the ruin kind of resulted in a loss for the Betrayer Gods. Those who still serve them have had to form alliances that they would otherwise look upon displeasurably. Well, what about the other drow? Are they in alliance with the Durugar as no, well? No, not with the Durugar no? at all. Okay. Only with the Mountain Dwarves of Balmia. Um, right, okay. Yeah, there's a there's a strong alliance between the, the Mountain Dwarves and the, the uh, drow who served Damir just because of the dangers they faced and, and the fact they had to defend Balmia against, um, against the ruin. In fact, mostly against Durgar and uh, other monstrosities from the deeps that were summoned by Asmodeus. So, yeah, there's, wow. a, there's a very strong bond between the drow of Balmia and the dwarves of Balmia. Very, very strong. An unshakable wow. um, alliance that has been forged in cool. blood over many, many That's years. Good bit of lore. Good, good bit yeah. of lore. As we're walking in the direction, I'm going to look, look towards the group. Um, whether like shout, calling out a little bit louder to everyone in front or behind. Um, just as a passing bit of uh, courtesy, I've, I've noticed that we, uh, we oh, you all of you, um, uh, have an odd way of socially integrating yourself. Um, what do you mean? Did he just call us odd? Harry just I've... reappears from nowhere with a pocket full of gold, <laughs> jingling <laughs> slightly. He realizes. Are you, are you twirling well, Harry, the wand, Harry? I immediately just pick up Harry yes. and put him on my back. I, I'm Harry fairly certain down. I saw you with your hands inside the, the child's uh, pockets. One of you tried to fight the Sovereign, and the first time I saw you all, you threw <laughs> unconscious deep gnomes on the ground. Um, <laughs> that was a good memory. That was fun. <laughs> with the, this drow, let's... I just, I know it's, it's going to happen, so I thought I should Don't worry them. about the drow. They just, they're very nice. They, they are a little annoying to talk to, but they're nice. They're nice there, things. There they're is, nice people. There is I, a chance that, uh, well, my, my thinking is similar. I, I don't want to come across any of the loth swan uh, drow. Um, that would be rather unfortunate. But for them to be seeking refuge here, there, there's a high chance that perhaps... They're on the run they're, because they're a criminal? Well, no, but they could be... Aren't we all a little bit of criminals? Hmm? I don't know. No? I, I, I'm, th I'm <laughs> being optimistic well, about this. Lyra, are you who, a when I, I, I shoot something? Are you, who is wanted in this party? I mean, when I when I met these people, I attacked them. I don't know, maybe that might make me a criminal? Who knows? I don't know. It's fun. I also attacked a bunch of guards, but they also... I challenged them to a duel. It's like, it was okay. And oh, Harry, so. yeah, well, he just stole something from that thing, so... Well, yeah, Harry's twirling a wand between his fingers, silver with a glass, almost like a glass bubble in the very centre set into the metal. Look, let's no. just not step on any spiders or squish any spiders just in case this is a Lothsworn, because it's most likely... I, I I didn't know there were other drow, to be honest, until you all had... What do you mean, kind, Dark Elves? Oh, Dream, you would have you met... Uh, 
Dark Elves on the surface, those who, who don't follow Demir, probably it would have been a shock actually meeting the other type of drow when you came down here or hearing all the horrific stories. Probably, I take I, that back. Yeah, <laughs> it would be it'd be unusual <laughs> for you not to have interacted with uh, with a dark uh, elf on the surface. Um, when, when you said spiders, Harry jumps and looks. Oh, Harry! This oh, is Harry, the first already, time. As you look around, Harry, Harry, I already picked you up and put you on my back. Yeah. Yeah, but you might have spiders on your back as well. Oh, oh probably close to the roof. There's probably spiders there. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, caught in spider webs. I will look at um. I will look at Dream then. You'll, um, you're pretty good with your words. So I try to be. I will, I am trying to learn uh, from different peoples. I will take what you've said into consideration. To, to my, the best of my prowess. Well, from what I've heard in certain cultures, um, gladiatorial rings and whatnot uh, are provided to those that, uh, seen kindly by the community um so maybe you could get more fights by being nicer mm. now there's a thought train i'm always nice what do you mean <laughs> i don't have malice in my body at all no i understand uh maybe just understanding that other cultures are, and other peoples are different to yourself being more open-minded mm. you are correct bird i will take it into consideration gladly uh, well um, despite what seems to have been gained by some of us as a look towards the wand Harry's holding just twirling between his little paws <laughs> by the way where did, where did you get that what is that e, I'm not sure I got it from e, uh, just over there it was just uh, lying around just, uh, no, one was, no one was using oh. it so I, uh, I just kind of took it inside check <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I, I'm gonna get a deception check. It's it's not an uh, outright lie. It's, it it is a bit of a lie. Right? This would be the deception, time I would ask. deception check, please. This is okay. I'm a very um, oh, natural one. one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, that's a natural one for a total of eight. Um, yeah, I. It is obvious to everybody that Harry did not just pick this up lying around. Um, you can even see, like, on one of his paws, there's still the dust of some, like, myconid, uh, of some spore servant spores <laughs> still on his paw. And he's, as he's, like, twirling it, he's sort of slowly shedding, almost like dandruff, the spores from one of these spore servants that <laughs> he's clearly pickpocketed to get this. Niles just says, like, oh, there seems to be a lot of things lying around here. And I give a wink. To, to Dream, who's obviously wearing this new armor. Have you tried point. to put it on yet, Dream? Because it's currently sized for a dwarf. Have you tried to put it on? Um, Probably not yet. I would like okay. to try to clean it off first. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay. You're right. I'm, I guess I'm a criminal as well. My father, uh, what did he say? No, 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 not at all. If, if no one's using it, it's, um, it's, 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 it's communal help. I think, um, I think, Miles, I, I thought think we were hoot bros. Why did you have to make me feel the thoughts oh. of my consequences? Oh, the no, no, sting no, no. of hypocrisy. No, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Maybe, wait, maybe, maybe wait, Harry hold is... on, hold on, hold huh? on, hold on, hold on. What is happening between you two? Something is, what, something happened? Oh, no, no, no. What, your conscience, why do you bring this up now, Dream? 
Okay, I, look, I can't hide it anymore. I, I took this from under the Durga. I tried giving him a water skin. He didn't take it. He just wandered off and it fell into the ground. So I took the water skin as well. So technically, I stole it. Mm, the Durga wasn't living, so... Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I, I like the idea of Harry saying that completely straight-faced as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Without a Thieves Guild license, how dare you? <laughs> oh, that's we, right. He's just, he's just not. He's just not in the Thieves Guild. Yeah, he's not the yeah, Thieves Guild. Yeah. Disgusting. No he's just a normie. <laughs> I know that um, we should not have things of uh, objects, um, greed <clears throat> and envy being sins that uh, take away from our goals to enlightenment. Uh, I, I really just wanted it, I guess. I don't know, yeah, I haven't given into impulse in a, a long time. You know, you need to survive. Like, if you need it, it, it it's not his beard. Like, if you don't take from greed, it's okay. I will say this, I never ever take anything from the dead. What they have on them, they take into the afterlife. What you have just done is actually quite a crime and for my people. It's oh. true. He, I've seen I've seen him take the lives from a lot of people who were leaving, but when they're when they're dead, he doesn't he doesn't do anything after me. I get your point, but uh, are they dead, three? Um, how do you know? I look at the look at the walking corpse that's behind me. Yeah, there's a there's a, a, a what looks like a a, a drow, um, almost like a, a drow ranger. The bow still strapped to their back, shambling behind you. You can see one of their legs is actually partially fallen off and has been replaced with this like dense patch of uh, fungal growth. Well, I think if it's moving and able to be around, how do you know it doesn't have a soul? Hmm. We got you, V. I will say this: I think the actual corpse is dead. I think it's just the mushrooms that are reanimating it. Again, though, if something. So the mushrooms are alive. Wait, so that means you stole from the, the living. Then is that worse or be better well, or worse? I feel like it's better than grave robbing. I'm going to tell myself that I think. See, I am upstanding person. I do not steal. That's all I say. Oh yes. I strain stands Then is it really stealing? Because no one owns it. Hmm. That's interesting logic that you're applying there, uh, <laughs> Harry. Yeah. If you've stolen it, you now you're the current owner. Hmm. Look, um, <laughs> I look at Dream. I go, oh, yeah. no one currently owns it, so you can look. Take it. I'll be honest. Look, I do not do it. I this is my personal creed. I don't do it. If you want to, it is your life, and you have freedom. So you go about it the way you want. I haven't done things so, that I've wanted in. Uh, most of my life, so it was rather fun, I'll admit that. Um, I, whereabouts are we going, by the way? We yeah, at this point, we've kind of just been wandering yeah, through I think we're, the talking, we're walking to the drow, right? We're, we're, we don't know where the drow is. is. Where is that? Uh, <laughs> I've just been wandering. <laughs> it's at this point, you kind of realise that you've you've sort of been following each other and not really knowing who's looking where they're going. Um, Ember, given that you were spending the time before deliberately trying to understand the Myconids, learn from them, could I get you to make me a perception or survival check, please? Oh, go another survival check? Yeah, why That's not, eh? Hey? Another nine 15. to 15. Nice Ember, one. 
you have been paying attention to where the party is going. While there's been this very um, intense commentary on the ethics of, of theft and and the uh, ideals of ownership and and how I mean, how do we really know who owns anything? Um, you <laughs> have actually been paying attention to your surroundings and. While at first your team were kind of endlessly roaming, you sort of walked a little bit out in front and began leading them towards a section of the grove that you haven't yet walked through. This dense thicket of trees actually borders up to the edge of a sheer rock face rising high up towards the top of the cave wall. Dotting the back of it, you can see a number of caves joined to the ground by bridges and staircases made of growing, living, almost like a, a type of zerkwood, the, the, the very woody fungus that you found down here, like these bridges made of these mushroom bodies. As you sort of begin sort of peeking through them, maybe moving ahead a little bit, using your, your fire to quickly check in, flicker on your shoulder, providing a bit of light as well. Um, you can see that one of the caves uh, isn't overgrown with fungus and choked with, with these mushroom bodies. In fact, it actually has been opened out and you can see out the front, a very small balcony has been assembled with a table and chair. Uh, as well as a number of glowing uh, stones set into the wall around it, forming almost like a a three-point archway of light. And as you make your way up there, you hear a woman's voice humming softly to herself that echoes through even uh, below the rapport spores. You can hear this hum. And as you get closer, you suddenly feel that unfamiliar moment again as a mind touches your own and the humming stops you. Mm-hmm. And then silence. And then uh, drow figure. in this land are also a matriarchy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I didn't want to change them too much, and I quite like that. No, that's okay. That I just want to make sure that yeah. if we're approaching a woman, it's going to be a different, different interaction. Um, oh yeah, I do have a quick question for that actually, because yeah, obviously right. the lowest drow will be very like hardcore matriarchy, but the other uh, ones, yeah. They, would they be far more accepting of their male counterparts? Because I know Drow oh, and yeah, they're not... are very, like, yeah. different, like, the, between still, two... Like, still very much a female-dominated social structure for the Drow who follow Damir. Um, there are... Uh, there's a perception of, of acceptable gender roles for males and females, males occupying the lower rungs of that. Nowhere near as extreme as the Loth Sworn, though. Um, like, there are Drow who are seen as... as almost equal to their female counterparts um male drow who are seen as almost equal to their male counterparts amongst the the damia followers um Lothsworn, though hardcore um theocracy matriarchy where really the social structure goes loth priestesses of loth handmaidens of loth <laughs> then uh, all other female drow dirt the worms that crawl in the dirt male drow that's the hierarchy. And even in then. order down. And even then. And even, even then. then. Yeah, yeah. Um, as the humming stops, Dream would like to try something. If we've we've felt its connection, it's felt our connection. Yeah. Rather than mentally saying anything, he noticed that we've been sort of feeling emotions of those around us with these report scores. Yes. I'm oh, going to send out peaceful vibes. As you send out this sense of peace and tranquility, Niles helping with that. Niles, your natural sort of mind feels like peace and tranquility itself. Yeah. You feel that connection and an emotion sent back. A reciprocating sense of peace followed by curiosity. 
and you watch. Oh, as... she's flirting with our emotions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big leap to make. It's a I'm big leap to make. Sending back You watch as a figure steps out towards the balcony. Um, dressed in very insect-like looking chitinous armor that has been adapted and, and changed, probably even was made from some sort of insect. As you look at it, the pauldron and the chest piece look almost to have been carved out of chitin itself. Um, but sections of the armor are clearly missing. and You can see that parts of it have been replaced with, with clothing, with robes, with leathers, some with what looks like a adapted uh, uh, zerkwood plates to help fix it steps a woman hard to guess her age elves sort of don't really look very different after they turn a hundred which is like the human equivalent i think of like 25 and then they stay that way for about 600 years and then just wrinkle up into old into old folk at the very last moments <laughs> she could be anywhere between she she looks to be about 25 if she was a human which means she could be anywhere old between yeah she could be anywhere between a hundred and, and five six hundred there's just no way to know um, wow purplish dark skin long white flowing hair but shaved on one side of her head the other side bound up into what looks almost like a a tight braid there's like a half shave across her scalp very bright amethyst eyes long scar cutting down one side just narrowly missing her left eye and curling as it hits the bottom of her chin. And you can see a section where it's actually gouged out. The scar opens up as if a much larger chunk was taken out just underneath her chin. As she steps out, you watch as she lowers her hand and places it on a long curved silverish sword at her waist. Not bound in a scabbard, the sword itself is tied onto her waist just by rope directly. And as she cocks her head and looks down, that curiosity changes to amusement as she looks over each of you. And she calls out first in Elvish and then in common. Uh, a few seconds later, she starts in Elvish. Well, well, surface dweller. Apologies. Switches to common. Well, well, surface dwellers coming down into a Mykonid colony. You must have a story to tell. Indeed, we do. I say in Elvish. She smiles a knowing smile as you respond in Elvish. Should I be switching back to Elvish, or should I stick with common? It is a primitive language. Can you please both speak languages we know? I think perhaps for the benefits, yes. For the benefits of my companions here, I think common might be the best to speak. Well. Um, can I, as she's talking, uh, look for any symbolism? Yeah, good question. See if there is some form of a spider or some form of a the other deity that I'm still learning. (laughs) I was just thinking that. Yeah, so so you you would know a little bit about Damir. So just what Dream would know, Christian. I've got to catch you up to what your character knows. Um, Damir is the god of stars. His symbol is a four-pointed star, not too dissimilar from the Southern Cross, actually. Uh, larger oh, star wow. at the top and then three stars underneath. The wow. irony, of course, being I didn't realize when I, when I drew his symbol what it resembled, and then it was my partner who pointed out. She's like, oh, Southern Cross. And I went, oh, no. Bunch of white guys wearing shorts and yeah. uh, thongs that get it tattooed on their neck all the time. Cool. I, the vibe. I grew um, up in King Ray. I know how and they wear the oh, sling- yeah. And they wear the blue singlets. 
I thought, you, yeah. I thought like, it was going to be like the Bintang singlets instead. But no, um, no, they, no. Could, but they, they could if they go yeah. to Bali a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, true. So I did, I did actually change it after that realization. So it's a circle around a star field of about eight or nine different stars. <laughs> um, yeah, God, God of uh, of. Uh, the stars also domains kind of generally knowledge and arcana um and one of the one of the deities so what you would know uh dream is that damir and um uh, damir and sehanin yeah uh, uh, damir and sehanin have a connection to loth there you know there's a connection there but you don't off the top of your head you're not too sure what that connection is but you know there was that connection they were they were a family as much as gods can be a family Okay. Well, in case, because so far what I'm kind of gauging is the, the crystals looks kind of starlight. Not too dissimilar. Um, but uh, yeah, does she have any earrings, rings, tattoos, signet rings, um, sort of patches on her clothing and amulets that I can see either predominant symbols of each religion? No symbology on her at all. But as you take a bit of a closer look, you can see one of the shoulder guards, the one that's missing underneath it, the clothing that she wears, there's a circular tear out of that left shoulder where an insignia might once have been. The tear is too perfectly cut as if an insignia was torn or cut off. And as you sort of notice that and begin looking across her, yeah, there are no markings on her whatsoever. No insignias, no tattoos, nothing. They have been removed, clearly removed with your perception of 15. Okay, I'll just keep listening to this conversation as she's sort of asking to speak in the primitive. Oh, like Thrain is um, asking yeah. to speak in common, and she's sort of like shitting on it a little bit. Oh yeah, you hear her sigh a bit. <sighs> well, if I must, then I must. Oh, you know what? If we're going to do this, why don't we all just show how many languages we all know? And I speak in dwarvish giant orc and primordial just to uh, like she's being a she's being a bit you know <laughs> just dump on her as you as you switch through the languages <laughs> she she sort of like nods a little bit shrugs okay so look let's not draw assumptions about each other yes like you got a little bit shitty i noticed that mm. i felt the and i could actually probably feel her energy actually her emotions right. yeah not interestingly the emotion at that time was not so much a judgment, which is probably what you would have expected. More mischievous, actually. Yeah, more of. No, a... no, Frank Thrain, like he, like he doesn't mind that the drow, like the drow, like that he knows, but they're just he can never sort, he can never figure them out. So like yeah. he's already getting that energy again. And and as you as you start launching into different languages, amusement. She's stoked that she was able to get a rise out of you, and not just a rise, but the fact that you were then you then launched into all these different languages just so that you could prove it. She's like, she's just standing there, very confident smile on her face. There's no change to her facade, but inside, you can see a scoreboard in her mind, and a big one is placed next to her name. Yeah, <laughs> um, and she just sort of um, looks down at you. Apologize, uh, <clears throat> not none of us other than Niles, my companion here. Um, actually speak Elvish, so... Yeah, I, I speak Elvish. Oh, I do too. Really? <laughs> oh, Elvish! <laughs> You're holding out on me! <laughs> That's actually pretty funny, though. I That's guess, great. Uh, in, in our dreams, in a monologue, Okay, I guess the I, I class, prize I has my, recently been lost. I clasp uh, my <laughs> hand on dream shoulder and go, hey, look, we have something in common, yes? Uh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're stuck with me in this grouping. 
Uh, I guess so. As a dream knows Elvish, he was hoping that we, could <laughs> we, we don't, oh, so that she might oh, say wow. something around us and not think that we can't understand it. Wow. Um, <laughs> as this entire party is like, we can all speak. <laughs> it's, do you know what? Do you know what? It's giving me flashbacks to. It's giving me flashbacks to any time you describe people walking into a cave in D and D, and you hear the table go, well, "I've got dark vision." <laughs> <laughs> we speak Elvish. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the strategic mind uh, yeah. inside Dream just screams as he's like, "Yes, Thrain," uh, and gives you a pat on the back. <laughs> you are why are you angry? I can feel your emotions. You'll say yeah. one thing, There's but frustration. You feel other. <laughs> she was she was teasing us. You, I'm feeling the same as yourself. Indeed. Perhaps I already know this. Perhaps we should get back to our guest here. No, um, guys, I don't think take, she's loath. By the way, the I will 100% say this now. I do not think she's loth. No, Thrain. I like. No, I've like. met with so many of these ones. They're just so annoying. They just play games. I think. I think perhaps we should. Uh... You know what? I'm going. I'm going to sit over here for a second. Just do some push-ups or something. I need to clear my head. Because be... these drow always boggle his mind. He's going to walk off and start doing push-ups while you guys continue. That's, that might be for the best, Theron. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to you. And I'm going to, and you feel anger and annoyance as I'm like muttering under my breath about the, like, he doesn't hate them, but they're just annoying. They always, the they score, always do this. The scorecard goes up by another one in, uh, I'm gonna in start Zaylin's favour. I'm going to start doing my push-ups even more profusely and like, yep. I, you guys continue your conversation. She turns her attention yeah. back to the rest of you. Well, yeah. perhaps you will be more fun to play with, hmm? Well, yes, perhaps, but more importantly, what, what, um, why are you here? The, the Mycadid colony? Uh, we were hoping actually to, uh, to ask you if, about any information you might have about the Underdark. We're, uh, only a few days into our trek here and any information might be useful and I'm sure we can come to an arrangement of sorts if that is, uh, more your speed. Hmm. Interesting. You start a conversation by attempting to know my life story and then offer a bargain where I help you and you... What do you do to help me? That remains to be seen, but, um... Well, it's just unusual to find another, um, individual in such a strange... Well, not drought, but uh, an individual in, a, in amongst a colony like this. Uh, well, we just thought, you know, we could exchange stories and information. Not to try and be a bit more straightforward than Niles trying to be friendly here. We were told you were seeking sanctuary. If you're seeking sanctuary, that means you're hiding or running from something. Maybe we can help. Hmm. Well, it is very um, sweet of you to offer to take on the entire <laughs> priesthood of Loth on my behalf, but uh, I think you'll find them a rather difficult adversary for just the uh, just the five of you P6 oh well I, I apologize you should <laughs> depart at once to take on this easily defeated foe that was what was holding you back was the, the sixth member um, I, the bird yeah. that's true uh, eight actually with an point of my undead servant what well, I you, why are you waiting around? You could go and clear the world of their filth once and for all right now. You why have everything you need. You? <laughs> Again, very 
personal questions. How do I know I can trust any of you with anything? Just because the mushrooms let you in doesn't mean that I can trust you. Who are you? Well, we'll what are you doing here? My name is Dream. I'm helping these people find their way so that I can myself get back to the surface. I'll look over to uh, Ember, I guess, to introduce himself next. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here as part of the Tempest Guild. We're adventuring and checking out the Underdark, going to try and find a big tree, maybe. Sorry, you said Tempest Guild? Yeah, the Tempest Guild. Have you, have you heard of us? I have. Oh. You... Are you a fan? You, if the stories are to be believed, your organization has experience in defeating gods, no? Why, I, ye I why yes, indeed. I Is can tell you all about it if you've got a little bit of time. <laughs> tell me, um, woman, what do you think is more dangerous, the Loth Church or uh, Tiamat? Hmm. It's a question. To me, the Loth Church, far more dangerous to my existence. Tiamat would not give two shits about what I am up to, but the daughters of Loth, well, they would pay good money to find Zaylin. Oh. Is it your name? Uh, Zaylin? Zaylin. Last of the house of Mithrabar. And fugitive well of the Loth's Wanderer. At your service. She bows very extravagantly. Here he uh, bows extravagantly back. Can I do a history check to hit if I've ever heard of that family name yeah. before? Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna have to write that one for for chat uh, for yes. real funny because that's a that's a that's all a all of us. Yeah, yeah. Magraban, there you go. M a g r o b w a n and Zaylin is her name. X a l y i n Zaylin. Could nail? Could Niles also roll history? Sorry, X a y l i n Zaylin. Sorry, I typed it wrong the first time. Uh, yeah, uh, cool. absolutely. Uh, yeah. Nine for your history check, Ember. Nah, man. Sounds like elf stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not concerned. Yeah. So, it's in, some form of elvish history. Also, you don't know it. Um, yeah. What would you like to roll? History check as well. Oh, yep. It's, yeah. a, it's a three. That's a Harry. You've heard of this before. The, oh, the, no. the, the Magraban are, are a well known. Sweetmaker's house in the city of Palin. <laughs> you think it's the same spelling? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, eleven a for the 13? history. Thirteen. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do eleven and thirteen together, and then Niles will give you a little bit more. So, um, Dream and Niles. That name, Magraban. That is an interesting name. You've you have heard that name before somewhere, somewhere in the history books. Something to do with the ruin and with the splitting of the drow. Niles, this is a little bit extra you know. They were, you're pretty sure, the original feuding house that kind of was the beginning of the split of the drow into those who followed Lolth. In fact, the first followers of Lolth, you think might have even come from that house, from the Magraban house. Wow. Uh, yeah, at this realization, Niles' eyes sort of widened slightly. Um, ah, 
that's a house. That's a name I haven't heard for a long time. Normally such a pronouncement is met with daggers, threats, frontal assaults. But while I'm in the protection of the sanctuary, of the circle, I know that I can share this information without uh, fear of retribution. Indeed. And by not attacking you, we've already shown one of our many kindnesses as a group. Or your sense of survival. You would not last long attempting to go against the sovereigns. While the mushrooms seem like they'd be a pushover, there's a reason I've been safe here for the last 50 years. 50 years? Yes. Hmm. That's a, that's a long time. Yes. How long will the safety last, though, without our assistance? I don't know if you've noticed the same thing we've noticed being here mere hours, but their numbers are dwindling, not increasing. This used to be a circle of 200 members. Now it is a circle of 20. I am well aware of the failures of this circle, and my time here is growing to a close. However, there are shadow stalkers, only a few meters outside the grove, who keep watch if I am ever to emerge. I have not many options of escape. Well, you do have us now. So perhaps that could be something that uh, comes into play for you. And the Shadow Stalkers may just take you out as well, for simply Am being in the same like room. Interested in what the fuck a Shadow Stalker is, in case any of us know? No, no. Because uh, yeah. it's, yeah. it's yeah. dangerous. <laughs> it's just saying it like they're like 50 feet that way. Yeah, um, they're just outside the yeah. circle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Niles is probably doing his best to seem really cool and confident, but in the back of his mind, he's like, "Fuck." I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, anyone who wants Harry's to imagining... roll. No, you go, Harry. You go. Harry's imagining they're like giant eagles. They come down, pick up prey animals. <laughs> that to Harry, that would be a shadow stalker. Um, you may. We already I'm have gonna... a shadow stalker. It's Harry. Exactly. Harry, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two options. If you want to roll an insight <laughs> to kind of read her body language her responses kind of gain some information from that you can if you'd prefer to do a history check i'd also allow that to sort of see if I you will... remember anything about the shadow stalkers be a history or insight your choice definitely a different... insight check yeah i'll give you different information based on what uh, what she's saying mm. um we'll do the three the from dream today. first just because uh dream shadow stalkers mm, sounds like some sort of dangerous fungi why she's so afraid of them, why she's referring to knives. Maybe they've got spines? Um, Niles, 10 on the insight. There's a sense that she's exaggerating, but you, you don't know how slight it is. Very slight, you think. Um, Harry on the 13. Yeah, the danger she's describing, she does seem afraid of it, though she throws aside the word Shadow Stalker quite flippantly. There's a tightening of the muscles around her face as she says it. There is a sense that perhaps they're not as close as she says, or that it's right. not a guaranteed thing, but it's not a lie more exaggeration. Ember, 21. She's terrified of these things. There's oh, a yeah, sense wow. that she has been hunted by them for a very long time. She doesn't really believe that they're just outside the circle waiting for her to take, take a step out, but her fear has grown over so many years that to her, it's now almost hard to imagine that they're not. This is a woman who has lit up the inside of her cave with crystals so that she's not immersed in darkness, who has picked a cave to live in with a balcony looking out where no one can sneak up behind her. This is someone who is scared 
of having her back exposed at all. Yep. This is someone who has... There are some dangerous mushrooms that we can probably fight outside the city walls. See, the thing is, though, she said shadow stalkers. They sound boring, to be honest. Why don't they fight not in the shadows? Why don't they fight me right here, like, you know, like in, in the light? So just like thing, that I moment, guess. Thrain, a blade suddenly passes around the front of you. and You feel your throat open up as the blade draws across your neck as the shadow stalker lurking behind you. <laughs> no, 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 I was actually like, what is this, like, elf doing? <laughs> I was, like, about to ready to throw a fit. As you no, hear, like, as you hear, in, in your ear, the last words whispered in your ear, you shouldn't have done fucked with the Shadow Stalker's son. <laughs> no, you don't. None of that happens, obviously. Um, I guess so. I just figured uh, it's, it's, they sound very aggressive. Is that not the case, madame? You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? The, the spiky uh, carapace like a echidna. Yes? I guess their armor that they wear is, is somewhat spiky, often shrouded in, in shadows and darkness as they creep about. Uh, See, I know what I'm talking about. Yes, I mean, well, <laughs> the shadow stalkers are the elite assassin force trained by the priestess of Loth herself takes 100 years of training to qualify as a shadow stalker wait so they are not mushrooms and i look at dream no they are drow. but he just said they were mushrooms did he not yes no, perhaps no. Dr- what dream was dream was perhaps a, a, a misunderstanding no no i said i said elf i didn't say mushroom oh as you think about yeah, it you go oh you're thinking of sh- shadow stalk Shadow stalk. Ah, oh, you, yeah, you got it. You got to be mixed up. Yeah. You, you got it confused, Thrain. It's it's okay. I know that you're busy with your push-ups. Hmm. But does that change your mind, Thrain? If they are elite assassins, could be a worthy adversary. Uh, <laughs> assassins are not my not my pace. They they Hard hide please unless I can grab them and throw them around. I don't know. They they hide and they. They just, parry and they run away from me and they shoot. I just shake, I just shake uh, my head. Ah, Thrain, Thrain, Thrain. In any case, it seems like you're in a bit of a pickle then. Um, pickle? What is hmm. pickle? Pickle. I'm in a pickle. What is pickle? A bit of a bind. bit of a yes, bind. I am, yes, I am bound to this place as surely as one is bound by ropes. Yes. Chains. <clears throat> so, like, uh, with more numbers, is he... Anything we can do to help, such as, like, what, what, what can we do to help? Well, well, Harry, actually, this could be one of your expertise. You're, you're, a, you're a bit of a smuggler. You're a little bit of a, a mover of goods, perhaps. We I could, am an uh... honest merchant. Oh, no, of course, yes, <laughs> uh, naturally. But um, perhaps we could uh, move her out of the grove if we were to assist this uh, fine young lady. Could be a possibility. <gasps> Train to be a mule. Aha! Now you're thinking. And where would, I, where would I go? How how could I ever know that I am ever safe again? Knowing that the Romans they could be. It's the Church of Loth, correct? Oh yes. The Tempest Guild is on the surface world. I don't see them ever heading into the sun. If you can put up with it. What a shame the sun is set for nine hours every night. Are you really telling me you have never had You've never seen. Well, of course you wouldn't see. They are too good. 
No unexplained deaths in your city. If you think that well, the Lord Sworn Drow stay below ground, you are sorely mistaken. I know of nine assassinations carried out across the surface world in one year alone when I was there. Anyway. It seems as though it seems as though that nowhere is safe for you then. And any help would be, I would assume, and I would suspect, to be of use. Surface or not, if 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 the grove here is to be depleted and its people its members to come to an end, then I, I I don't see much other options for you at this point in time. <sighs> if this Tempest Guild is as powerful as you say they are, and as the stories that I have heard would lead me to believe, perhaps I could seek sanctuary with them. The Tempest Guild were responsible for the defeat of Tiamat. I believe that the Tempest Guild may still hold true in the defense of yourself against another potential threat. I have decided. I think we can help one another. Perhaps. Well. My lovely little peons, what is it you wish to know from me? How can Zelin help you? It is a good question. Well, one of the reasons we're actually here in the first place is to investigate the stone giants and to find out why their activity has increased of late. You haven't heard any whispers or anything from your search? Whispers only, unfortunately. The return Naturally. of the giants to their ancestral halls was uh, somewhat of a surprise to most of those denizens of the deep, some who had no idea of what was even happening on the surface world. It seems the stone giants quickly reclaimed territory. Very quickly. From what I hear, they have been buying slaves off the Duragar. Raids carried out not just of the dark, but of the above world as well. Taking prisoners from all over all shapes and sizes as she looks over each and every one of you appraising you, weighing you up in her mind all can be useful to the effort Niles' eyes like squint a little bit Mm. the stone giants he kind of like cocks his head a little bit and goes, you say you've been here 50 years yes the stone were you familiar with the stone giants before the ruin? No. Perhaps. No, I I am not that old, thank you. <laughs> oh. There my are apologies. very there are very few elves, in fact none that I know of who are still alive. Those who were alive during the time of the giants. That was generations ago. No. Uh, I have never seen a giant, I have only heard about them. If we're all going to be helping you, many of us aiding you, many of us putting our lives at risk, then obviously it would make sense that many of us should have a chance to ask questions. I agree. One question would not be an equal trade for the lives being put on the line. I would like to know, personally, Little Loth obviously having a connection with the Durugar through their slave trading, what do you know of one called the Obsidian Foot? A despot among their kind. 
she gives you an appraising look, feeling the emotion coming off Dream. Um, Dream, what predominant emotion would you be feeling now? I imagine uh, a hey, cold dream. rage. Hey, <laughs> wow. Okay. Coming off Dream in waves. That's some as personal she, lord dropping now. As yeah. she smiles <laughs> and leans forward on the balcony and looks down. This dangerous game you hunt. City and Foot is a devout follower of uh, Ladogra. Is that how you pronounce it? Ladogra? Yeah. Ladogra. And though you uh, surface dwellers speak of the sealing of the Betrayer Gods generations ago, the walls weaken. Cracks allow them to speak through. That gate that Tiamat tried to crawl her way through on the surface cracks only a smidge tighter already exist here in the dark places of the world, the deep places. Your prey commands a small force, an army some would even refer to, but not a willing one. You see many of the obsidian foot soldiers once slaves that he has purchased, beaten down, turned to his will. Perhaps that could be useful information for you, Hunter? I think that's payment enough for myself, thank you. Dream. Well. Oh, you I'm sorry to cut into this conversation. I don't want to prime much, but... I look around at everyone else. We all felt that hatred towards this person. Who is this to you, if you do not mind me asking? He was my first uh, hoot. Um, hoot. Uh, <laughs> nice. Hoot. As uh, it starts to sort of repeat almost like a nervous tick. Um, I, 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 like, I, 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 I like go up. I kind of like read the room a little, and I go up to uh, I go up to Dream and just like kind of like pat you on the back a bit and like look at Thrain and go. And perhaps this is a uh, a tricky question for Dream at this point. Uh, no, it's look. it's okay. Uh, Thrain and Niles, uh, you barely know who I am. All of you, I only just joined. we're fought together. We're but friends now. Um, Bonded for life, all of you. You're right, Thrain. The Obsidian Foot was my first owner. Uh, he is the one who... misfigured my body and took away my... Uh, freedom. For podcast listeners, you watch as Dream reaches back, gently runs a hand across the stumps where his once proud wings used to sit. Because that was such good physical acting, Christian. I want to make sure the podcast listeners get it too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's good. Um, this is a, this is a yeah. grave. This is a, one of the worst things you can do to an Alan Thrain. So simple, really. I look you dead in the eyes as a... We just kill him, yes? Yes. No, it's slow. Slow. I don't care as long as I get to fight him. But we will do this. He... I can I, I can feel the hatred. Like, this mm. is like... 
probably stronger than anyone else's emotions have been thus far. So yeah, that's true. Hatred, I also grief, at... as well as dream begins to. Yeah, focus we'll on be the feeling wings. all that now that he's talking about it and stuff. Yeah. Well, I sort of a smile will cross my face then and be like, "I would be lying if I said the world would be not oh? a better place without that one in it." He is a vicious brute. And I would care not if you were to remove his head from his slimy, coal-ridden, blood-stained shoulders. In fact, I would mm. be the first to stand in line and pat you on the back and say, a job well done. Mm. Yet another thing we have in common, indeed. You know his half Darrow, right? No, judging by your expression, you did not. That is why his uh, cruelty is unmatched. As she begins examining her fingernails. Well, Dream here has quite the experience dealing with Darrow. You should have seen him the other day. Just, well, well, actually, it wasn't that long ago. It was only a few hours ago, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like four hours ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dispatch to Darrow as quick as you can pull out your blade. You, look, is quite you look strong enough. I think you have a good chance if you can uh, turn some of his... Uh, protection against him you might just succeed half thorough okay so neither an army of slaves neither Darrow nor Durga would be predominantly loyal to him if the uh, if the Durga were to find out that their one of their prized leaders had Darrow blood can you imagine they the do shame? not know oh no how would he certainly would not share it with them. It is a shameful thing, an impure bloodline. Such a thing would not be allowed within the Thrower lines. But still, nobody knows. But now me and you. Well, and the spies I used to command. You do too, Neil. Um, not a question, um... Just something that we found. I, I should, should calm down. Center my thoughts. Have, do you know about where this may possibly come from? You do not have to answer. This is not part of the bargain. Just curiosity. I'm going to lift up the um, breastplate. It looks kind of elvish. Oh yeah. Ah. She leans and has a bit of a closer look. Well, well, well. Where did you find this? I might ask a question before I I uh, bought it from a shop not long ago. Definitely um, a deception check on that bad boy. You know what, though? I'll even <laughs> laugh. Like, <laughs> that was... That's definitely a deception check on that it, bad it boy. It was all legi legitimate. <laughs> yeah, Natural oh, 20. Wow. That's I, nuts. Everything okay. was legitimate, and I have the receipts uh, back at my campsite. Well, damn. <laughs> I, you know what? That might actually happen. I am speechless. I am amazed that such an item was uh, taken to a surface shop and sold without any of the drow intercepting it on the way. Fascinating. For such an item to have slipped below the radar, it must be one of the lesser breastplates. Hmm. Well, there are a number of items created uh, by a very masterful smith among the drow. The gloom wrought items. Swords, shields, bows, armor. 
That looks like his work. Wow. W-R-O-U-G-H-T. G-H-T. Yeah, Gloomroot. Wow. Okay. Okay. That sounds fucking awesome. Um, I, I guess I was just uh, lucky in the um, heiress theocracy uh, one day. Uh, no, thank you. Whatever you paid for that breastplate, you got it cheaply. There may still yet be a price to pay if uh, certain people were to see you wearing it. I would suggest you cover it up. Maybe hide it underneath a layer of cloth or fabric. You would not want to be wearing that proudly amongst any members of uh, Loth's daughters. Gloomrot was uh, excommunicated after it was found his sympathies lay with Damia. All of his items were to be melted, destroyed, used to forge a statue of Loth. The centerpiece, of course, being Gloomrot himself. The statue was melted on the top of his still screaming body. Wow. Well, yeah. How how enlightening. Um, just uh, on to more uh, pr- uh, pressing topics. Um, you didn't happen to see the uh, the altercation with the uh, so-called fish creatures uh, beyond uh, the outskirts of the camp, did you? We're uh, actually on our way there to investigate. Um, but thought that perhaps maybe you had seen anything. Hmm. The uh, the mushroom folk were out on a scouting expedition. They uh, were foolish enough to take one of the smaller ones, one of the little ones with them. I uh, I know of these creatures, these fish folk you speak of. They are uh, paltry, lesser creatures. You, uh, you have nothing to fear from them. If you are competent enough, that is. Excellent. Um... Just out of curiosity, yeah. can uh, I look towards her garments, um, uh, thighs, uh, and see if there are any concealed weapons? She said that she used to be an assassin. Ooh, but she, yeah. So far, all we've seen was her in sort of just basic cloths with yeah. insignias torn out. She looks very unarmed, but I feel like that's a lie. Uh, she does have the silver sword at her waist. This, yeah, that's uh, long curved silver sword. Do you want to roll me a um, perception or investigation check? While that's happening, she turns towards uh, probably oh. Ember in this case. Five drink. Nah, she, nah she's clean, man. Um, <laughs> she turns towards Ember, gives a bit of a look and goes, The creature on your shoulder. What is it? I have not seen its like before. Oh, this is my companion, Blicker. Then he can you know, run up over the shoulder, I'll reach my arm out and bring you up nice and close. The fire, it looks like it should be hot, but it sits on your shoulder without burning you. Does it create heat and flame? Uh, well, it, it, he is. He does run warm, but uh, it's something that I'm quite used to. So I actually don't know. Oh, yeah, he probably would produce a bit of heat. So um, as I bring him closer, I'm not sure how she would react, but... She, oh, yeah, I mean, it, she'll... she'll... She, she's still up on the balcony. At no point has she approached you down the steps. So she's probably about a meter and a half above you and two meters back from you, this whole conversation. As, as she looks closely at Ember and uh, and Flicker, she sort of smiles, nods, but doesn't make any effort to move closer and goes, Kuatoa, uh, fear fire. You could, uh, might have an advantage there. 
they are uh, a mad race. But uh, if you were to uh, to instill fear in them quickly with this uh, fire beast, with this flame bird you have, you might uh, might be able to dispatch them rather quickly. The problem is when they can concentrate and focus. But the only thing with the fire making them scared doesn't that just means that the fight would not be as good as it could be. I don't think we need to do this. Uh, Thrain, what if that makes the fight better? Like a a cornered rat in the, the cage, it becomes more violent. Hmm. Okay, I I love this. It's good to be interesting. Let's change it up, shall we? Indeed. Emma, sounds like you might have the advantage here in the next fight. Very good. I, I, I think I might. Well, Fire I mean, and light, would... two things they do not like. Oh, well, you have that in spades, Ember. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm known for. So, <laughs> would you like to join us um, facing these creatures? Obviously, the uh, people here have been protecting you. Would you like to return the favor? Come with us. No, she yeah. can't leave. I do, have, I do have a lot Aren't of pent-up hmm? rage I have not been able to take out on anything for a long time. But I will give this one a miss. But when you make your way back, if you were to be heading to the surface, I would accompany you. Is that your plan next? Are you heading back to your surface world? Well, not quite. We, 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 we deal with these, uh, uh, these creatures first, uh, return to the grove, and then, well... Long giants. We, need we to want deal to, with them. yes, that is correct. We need to make contact with the stone giants, see what their business is all about, and then once we have satisfied that, we shall return to the to the surface world. Well, if you survive, make your way past the grove, and I will, uh, I will take you to a a cache I hid away long ago. There are some items there that I will keep, but some that you may have, and you. That will be the promise. If you can get me to the surface halfway there, I will uh, take you to this cache. Hmm? That sounds good. Hmm. I think that is fair. Indeed. Well, good luck on your fish hunt. Uh, just remember the Kuatoa. When they believe things, they come true. Fish people can believe a lot of fucked up things. She gives a bit of a half smile as she says that. Well, we better give them something to not believe in. And uh, my friend Ember here will, will help with that. They shall believe in the heat of the flame and the light in their eyes. Oh, I have stories to tell them. They will be uh, they'll be quite intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just going to kill them. You guys do whatever you want. A shrunk. <laughs> and then the, uh, the eight of you can go take on the entire loaf on cliff. Good luck. And she gives you a smile okay. and a bit of a bit of a chuckle. Okay, we can do that. I think no problem. Yeah. That on. <laughs> we'll, we, we'll see you in the way big. Oh, okay. Good luck. Well, maybe not the eight of us, but the Tempest Girls, perhaps the Tempest Girls' allies. Um, oh, and perhaps some of our other friends that we've made along the way. Hmm. Give her a bit of a, a bit of a smile. She gives you a look it's back, Niles. What was that, Harry? That's you. <laughs> Gives you a look, nods, and then begins to back off back into her cave. Alrighty. Awesome. Brilliant. I will say, Dream, if you wanted to adjust your um, 
breastplate and add it on to your person. Or if you guys wanted to use this opportunity to take a rest of some sorts or anything like that, now would be probably a good time to do that. Or if you wanted to wait until after you go hunt down the Kuatoa. Let me know, what would you guys like to do next? I'm ready to go to hunt the Kuatoa, personally. Yeah. You easy mix. Cool. Um, I could uh, I could do with a long rest, actually. i got no stones and endurances left. Lyra does well, have proficiency in leather workers' tools. She might be able to help you out with your breastplate dream. Let me have a quick peek her. I think she does have proficiency oh, in leather workers' tools. Oh, she does. She does. Yeah, she does. I remember you said it before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, dream, if you are assisting her, I will give Lyra a... Um, I'm going to say a sleight of hand check um, to essentially resize this breastplate and shape it to you to see if it can fit. Yeah, I will, uh, as uh, Ember's very confident. Um, sorry, uh, taking a look around, some of us are a little bit more exhausted than others. Plus, I know that some relics work differently. She mentioned this gloom wrought, so it was made by a master craftsman. I would, I'd like to find Lyra first and get her to take a look at it. At the same time, I know that you're a bit magical. Maybe you could, I don't know why Harry has a wand, but maybe it could be proved useful to him. You could help him understand it. Oh, we certainly, we can have a, that. I've seen him uh, using it just as like a back scratcher and I don't think he actually <laughs> comprehends it yet. You watch as Harry's currently cleaning uh, gunk from between his like rabbit feet. Yeah, he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like this is really good for my ears. <laughs> <laughs> the, the glass, the glass oh, uh, vial in the very middle, oh, like really, it's good to like, get like almost like a oh. Q-tip. Harry, be be oh. careful with that. You don't know where it's been. Ugh. I've I've seen advertisements on the surface world. Q-tips aren't meant for cleaning ears. <laughs> it's true. You push down too hard, and no. <laughs> what's what's a Q-tip? <laughs> That's, um, Ember, does that sound acceptable? It, that does does. So I'd walk over to Harry and be like, Harry, can I uh, examine your wand? <laughs> that... Wow! Yeah, by all means, go ahead. Yeah, grab the shaft oh, no. as he passes it over. This is I'm just muting myself. So forward. Um, do you, Ember? Do you have the spell identify or detect magic? Oh, I can do detect magic as part of my uh, furbolg. Oh. If you would like yeah. to do detect magic, you can. Otherwise, if you wanted to do an arcana check, you can kind of use your understanding of magic to investigate these items and see if you can figure out what they are. Uh, look, I'll try the Arcana check. I got plus four to that, so we'll yeah, see how we go. He's an Arcanic Druid. The seven, seven is not great, though. Ember, <laughs> Ember, this is a wand. It's probably <laughs> magical. Did you say that... So you said that there was a, a glass tip or... In, so halfway up the wand. So it's a silvery wand about 20 centimetres long and about mm -hmm. half... Literally halfway up the tip set into the twirling, swirling, um, coiled lengths of silver that form this wand. They open up and there's a what looks like a glass sphere encased, or maybe like a glass oval encased in the centre of this silvery wand. So because I come from an area where we specialise in yes, glass Yes, you do specialise in glass blowing. Yes, I remember this. So this was this was a fun fun realisation nice. that the... Uh, the wildfire druids, the uh, the circle of fire druids, specialize in uh, glass blowing as well. Because we're like, oh, what would, what would they be good at? But they'd be really good at glass blowing, I imagine. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, would I get an advantage to do a check of why, how 
what magical properties that itself might have oh, or yeah. how that would be used. I'm going to give you That's advantage right. on this arcana check as a result of your That's specific so knowledge in yeah, glass that was really nice. <laughs> yeah, That's, That's really nice. That's really nice. Well, eight. <laughs> oh, no. Glass is just completely covered with earwax. Um, yeah. as you, as you, in Harry's oh. ear. He's like, oh. As you scrape oh. away the tufts of fur and earwax on the outside of this wand and try and have a closer look. Ember, you're not sure this glass was even blown. In fact, as you look at it, at first it looks like this is a single solid piece of glass, but as you look closer, it almost looks like it could be hollow. But then when you tap it, it sounds full. It's This thing's freaking you out, man. This is weird. This is unnatural glass. Dave. Can you hear you trying to counter check? You didn't try one last session. Yeah, go on. Yeah, with a minus one. Yeah, go on. Natural one. Natural one. Six. Harry, as you as you look at the wand, as you look at the wand, this isn't a wand. Everyone's getting really obsessed about this. It's a perfect back scratcher slash ear cleaner for you. Yeah, the the crystal could be sold for something, but it's just a stick, mate. It's it's flared in the center for your ear cleaning pleasure. Yeah, in, 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 in that way, you're like, if you turn around, and you won't drop it because the crystal will hit your hand. Exactly. It's a depth gauge <laughs> to help you know. <laughs> wow. If you go oh. past here, you clearly, probably... Clearly this. a genius Harangon inventor created this device specifically for the combined purpose of back-scratching ear cleaning. Well, uh, I, yeah, so I, I just hand it back to Harry. I, I, Harry, you've got a very nice stick with some glass in it. <laughs> wow. Did you want to have a look at Dream's Wait. chest plate, Ember? <laughs> yeah, let's let's go to that next. Do you, to, <laughs> do you want to give that an arcana check? I'm sure this is going to be yeah. Wow. Oh, 12. 12. Oh, oh, yeah. this, this breastplate is enchanted. As you begin examining it and begin looking over, there's no marks of like there's no scratches there's no dents there's no discolorations of the metal you're not even really sure exactly what metal this is made from it looks unfamiliar to most other metals you've interacted with iron silver platinum gold copper bronze it it looks almost like an alloy of iron giving it a much darker almost uh yeah almost like a dark obsidian like sheen to it a very dark iron um the curves the way they've shaped this metal is again no ordinary smith created this and magic was used in its creation and still suffuses the metal to this day as you run your hands over it and begin examining it there's a sense of yeah a sense of courage in this chess piece a weird sudden moment where you feel your fears your anxieties just fade away as you hold this and handle it well, I mean, I'd, I'd explain that dream. Gone up. You've got. To, you definitely have a special piece of equipment here. It's. I can. I can feel courage coming out of it. It's uh, very unique. I'd um, definitely be holding on to that, using that one. You mentioned the unsure of its make, uh, Thrain. Um, from my knowledge of Goliaths, the children of giants, um, often not sure how. I, I don't mean to. Stereotype in this direction, most of them I know are the, the stone goliaths. Um, do you know much about ores and 
uh, stone. Um, I know that you said you were a storm-born Goliath. Is that correct? No, not frost. No, frost. no, no not frost. Frost. Not the stone giants, please. <laughs> you wouldn't recognize this, would you? Um, or even being a battler, maybe you've seen a combatant wearing something like this before. So I'm going to pass this uh, I, to Owen. I, I don't think I would, though. I don't. That's uh, what if I you were a fire or a stone giant, um, you'd definitely be definitely be recognizing this without any check required. Um, <sighs> frost giants, metallurgy is not not really your area of expertise, and no. the uh, the enclave that you came from, not enclave, the the tribe that you came from. I mean. You worked with metal when you needed to. You had a blacksmith in your in your town, but really most of what you worked with was furs, horn, wood, and the yep. snow and ice itself. Question. Stone, work stone. Yeah. As Thrain is looking over it and hasn't just directly answered as I was hoping he might. Yeah. <laughs> looking inwards, to my own knowledge, a bit of a sparking idea. Does this look like the? fragmentations of uh, Erethus' remnants, like a similar outer-worldly type of ore? It does... It does not resemble the the golden, almost like beautiful, sun-kissed brass of uh, Erethus' staff. This looks... Yeah, do do you want to make me dream? Do you want to make me a... Do you want to make me a wisdom check? Just flat wisdom. Or intelligence. Your choice. Flat wisdom or intelligence. Uh, much more clear-minded and still young at heart. Dream hasn't fully become a man. His he wisdoms. needs to be. Yeah. Uh, negative one to wisdom, but a plus one to intelligence. Yeah. So. Intelligence. Eleven. Eleven. Dream, you have heard stories of sky iron. Emerging from the stars. Falling to earth chunks of rock that when broken open and refined can give minerals sometimes usable minerals that can be smelted and alloyed to create new types of metals with sometimes special properties sometimes stronger properties this doesn't seem to resemble star iron or sky iron this seems like something else as you have that revelation i'm gonna hold it and go what is this? This is stomp stone. I just throw it away. <laughs> no, just... no, 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 no. <laughs> and pick it up. Fuck, no, please. It is not dinted is... or scratched at all. In fact, it's not even dirty from being dropped on the ground. It's just pebble. Don't worry. Nothing to pep. Stone, stone giants. I'm still, I'm still, um, you know, boiling about that. Uh... Okay, well, I'm going to try to find, as I guess it, from the sounds of it, well, I'll, before I walk off to find Lyra, from what we've discussed then in that case, does it sound like we're going to be staying for at least a, a, a sleep here and head off in the the next waking? I think that must be wise. I think we've all been on the march for a little while. It's, it's hard to gauge time here, um, actually. That's a good point. I do feel quite weary. Uh, I, I myself could press on, but I do believe my companions here might need a bit of a rest. Um, I'll advise you all. Hours travel by without you even knowing and without even realizing it, you've stayed awake for a day or two and then you feel the exhaustion begin to hit you. Of course, of course. I think, I think yes, I think we should probably uh, stay within the confines of the, of the grove here, uh, uh, rest up a little bit. 
Uh, and once we're all fresh and able, we should uh, continue on our way and uh, encounter all of these uh, these beasts. These Croatoa, I believe. Croatoa. <laughs> that's uh, that's a link Krakatoa. to. Well, oh, and the nice. Croatoans were uh, Native Americans who lived oh, near the lost colony of Roanoke yeah. as well. Um, they were the ones Krakatoa who Krakatoa is also a volcano. the exploding <laughs> volcano. Kuatoa are the fish people whose belief can create monstrous entities go. from the deeps. We're going to combine nice. all of it for a volcano that a bunch of Native American fish people are built around. Yeah, I exactly. love it. Um, um, <laughs> that, I think, is a really good place to wrap up for tonight yeah. so that we don't get too sure. far ahead without Lyra. Plus, I think it would be useful for Lyra to help Dream with the breastplate directly rather yep. than have me do those roles behind the scenes. I think it'd be better to have Lyra do that. And she might, Ali will have ideas on how to do it. So I think we'll let Ali do that one. So that, yeah, good one. I think that'll be all from us here tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. For those of you watching on Twitch, don't go anywhere. We're going to go raid Fantasy Forge, another one of our favorite channels to raid on a Wednesday Woo! night. If you're watching on YouTube or on uh, on the podcast, listening on the podcast, thank you so much for listening to it recorded. Make sure if you're on YouTube, you hit that subscribe button. We only need 20 more legends to hit the subscribe button. And then we are boom, 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 full Nearly YouTube there. partners. Nearly there, I know. Crazy journey. So close. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, then uh, whatever equivalent of that there is, a follow, a, a star review, whatever you like. And remember, if uh, if you do get a chance to send me through a message or, or a comment about what you think would be worth the channel membership for YouTube, let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But from all of us here tonight, thank you so much. Stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all again next time. Until then, everybody, goodbye. Goodbye. Good night. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you.